and we are live hey concrete hey bgs how are you guys doing oh my hello gosh. hello happy sunday i'm i'm fantastic i'm in a good mood i think it is going to be a phenomenal show and i'm just i'm in a good mood good spirits yes well happy halloween and happy anniversary to you girl Thank you, thank you, thank you. Happy anniversary to you too, my partner in crime. She's the one who does the crime. <laughs> okay. Anniversary of the show or your yes, the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is it, we started our show two years ago in October, so this is our quote unquote anniversary oh, show. Okay, I see. That's, that's a strange day to start on Halloween. <laughs> well, it was like in the month of October, so this just okay. happened yeah. to be the date that worked best for us to do our anniversary show. Yeah, I, I think I was a Libra, though. Yeah, I can't even remember the, the month I started my, actually dropped my first video. I always have to go back and look. You know, women, you know, we going to keep dates and, uh, you know, we good for that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely right. Shout out to Gabe A for the super chat. What's Thank up, you, Gabe? Gabe? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you, brother. Um. Well, how, how has your week been, Danny? You you asked us, and I'm sorry, BGS, I started talking over you. I also want to know okay. how you're doing today as well. Oh, well, you know, I was watching my uh, a video of my grandson dancing Thriller, you know, <laughs> at school. Oh, my so. gosh. <laughs> Cute. So, yeah, so I, so I get the Halloween feel. That's too cute. Um, uh, Danny, what about you? How, how are you doing today? I am doing really, really, really good. It's kind of been a lazy day. It's kind of dreary outside. So, you know, it's um, I'm probably going to make some uh, homemade soup later on and um, kind of relax. It's just one of those chill days, you know, some homemade soup and some cornbread, girl. Mm, and um, hopefully uh, Curlin will indulge with me in uh, some Netflix and chilling. So. Oh. Oh, now that sounds like a nice way to spend the evening. I I was thinking about soup too. I wanted to do soup for, I do meal prep for my fiance just to have meals like throughout the week if I'm not home or if he just, you know, something quick that he can grab out the refrigerator. And I wanted, I was thinking about do, like canning some soup. So maybe like some chicken and rice or um, chicken, chicken and dumpling soup, something um, hearty. I was thinking about that too. Um, so that's that's actually a good idea. Yeah. So um, you know, soup is. You ever have like beef soup or like vegetable soups with you know whatever? I, I'm I so do like a beef stew. Yeah, that's good too. So I'm low key excited about all of that. But um, did, are you gonna dress up for Halloween, BGS? <laughs> no. <laughs> Now I leave that to the children. What was the last one you dressed up as? Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good question. Yeah, what's I the last was a you I think it was a pirate. Oh, okay. Okay. That, that's got to be years ago. Nice. When you got dragged out to a Halloween party, I think that was the last <laughs> time I dressed up as. Concrete, what about you? 
The last thing I dressed up as was an Egyptian empress, <laughs> like the Egyptian empress that I am. Yeah, uh, I was literally <laughs> about to say, go fuck your figure, right? <laughs> when I was you in gotta my be 20s. Pro black even in the costume. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I got I rented the costume from a costume store, child. It was pretty elaborate. When I was in my 20s, we used to throw like huge Halloween parties every year, like me and my crew. So we, um, like our last Halloween party that we threw, I had to be maybe like 27. Um, I was an Egyptian, uh, an Egyptian uh, empress. So mm -hmm. that's what it was. Yeah, that sounds about right. Late 20s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, my, yeah. My, me and Carlin were Method Man and Mary. Yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty cute. It was pretty cute. I thought, I thought we made a good team. Like, Carlin had on his bucket hat, and I was like, oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> did y'all have a fun time we did we did we went to uh some friend's house and um they threw a party and so um they had did a pig in the ground oh, i know you don't like pork concrete but listen mm -hmm. boo listen <laughs> baby you ain't never had no pork until you had some of that meat up out of that ground listen oh, i ain't never i've yeah. never I heard want, of that bgs do you eat pork I eat pork, yeah. Uh, I, the pig in the ground. We I used to work with Filipinos, and they're famous for doing that. Oh, the islands are yes, famous the, uh, they absolutely pig. are. It, it, it looks kind of funny to have the whole pigs, you know, kind of chopped up and sitting on a on a table. But yeah, it's actually good meat. Wow. Yeah, it was delicious. So, um, really, really had a good time there, and so we're recovering this morning, and mm -hmm. you know, trying to get the show on the road. But uh, shout out to Cornelius Bellamy. Oh, the BGS tax, okay. BGS tax. <laughs> Appreciate it. And then look, 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 look at Gaston's Gaston. Gaston. Like, uh, Gaston. Take, really? Uh, touch your earphones down, baby. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? Like, my family's from Mississippi, so we used to roast pigs at, a, at our uh, family reunions, like, mm -hmm. you know, with the apple in their mouth oh, on yeah. the... Mm -hmm. the but I've yeah. never heard of the pig in the ground. That's, that's oh, interesting. Yeah. It, it's, it's an islander thing. Like, the Hawaiians do it. If you go to Hawaii, yeah, they, they do really it for do. luau. All the islanders put the pig in the ground. They dig a big mm -hmm. hole and, 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 and roast the pig in the ground. So the Filipinos used to do it for every every Christmas. They'd have a pig. Mm -hmm. Very yeah. interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, we are going to go ahead and jump on off into this topic. As you guys can see, today we are going to be talking about the manosphere going mainstream. And we have none other than, as you guys have um, heard for the last few minutes, uh, Mr. BGS. So, um, just breaking into it, we're going to ask some preliminary questions, and then, of course, we'll talk about the actual topic of the hour, um, amongst some other intriguing questions that we have for BGS. So for those who may not know who you are, and like literally you have to have been living under a rock or be very new to the space to mm -hmm. not know who BGS is, um, if you can tell us a little bit about how long you've been in the space and your introduction to the space. Uh, it, it, basically, I've, I've been in the space since 2013 listening because I started uh, with, the, with the MGTOW side, with the white MGTOW side, actually, in 2013. And I became a content creator on the MGTOW side in 2014. In fact, my original channel, uh, Black Gnostic Speaks, which what BGS stands for, um, is still up. In fact, uh, I haven't put content on it in about a year, and I got, believe it or not, like 12,000 subs over there. So the uh, the white guys still support that channel over there. I wow. have no idea why, but yeah. 
So that's when I started. Uh, that's interesting. I didn't even know that. I didn't know that you started in the white MGTOW space. Yeah. I just learned something new. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's where uh, BGS comes from. Uh, when um, we had a, we couldn't talk, really couldn't talk about race over there because it's like a mixed group. So uh, about four of us um, uh, came up with the name It More and we came over to the quote unquote black side of the manosphere. Very, very interesting. Okay, so um, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how like you got started in the space. Good to know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I saw see broke Curlin blessing us. Then you want to read the super chat? <laughs> uh, shout out to my husband, honey. Um, he says BGS on the scene for the start of year three. Hashtag salute, man. Let's go. Proud of y'all. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, bro, Carla. Appreciate that. Let's go back away. So it's not like it's like family. So it's not like I'm a guest. Uh, you know what? That's that actually. Why don't we why don't we touch on that? Actually, Girl, yes. Speaking of, um, I've been in the space probably about five years, maybe a little bit over five years. Uh -huh. And I was in the space and I traveled in some circles where I saw Danny or saw her typing in the chat, but I really became familiar with her on your show, BGS yeah. for Women. Interesting yeah. Yeah. enough. I thought you guys knew each other before no. coming on the show. Well, we did know of each other, yeah. um, like from Obsidian's panel. Okay. But it was more like in passing. We really got right. to dialogue after being on your show, and we saw people like drawing comparisons between our ideologies, mm -hmm. and it really kind of like the bond was kind of formed as a result of us being on your show together. Yeah, I still get uh, comments from that, from the clip from that show. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> Wow, to this day? <laughs> to this day. Wow. So yeah. newbie comes in and says, said, damn. <laughs> you it. know what? It is wow. what it is. <laughs> that was some classic material, though. Very interesting material. Um, I enjoyed, I used to enjoy your BGS for women show. Um, mm -hmm. And speaking of, what was the reason that you decided to no longer produce content on your BGS for women? Uh, well, you know what? The thing is, is that even though people now people you know, even the men say i should start it back up okay then they used to give me a lot of grief for that channel and then when i had the the, the troll thing and i kind of closed all the channels it, it's kind of hard to reboot something like that because it depends on female participation and uh char willie was with me at the time so it was easier to have a, a female co-host and so once all that kind of um kind of evaporated um it didn't make sense to actually uh, start it back up. I might start putting content back on. I don't know if I start doing panels again, but um, I, I get I get uh, at least two three two three times a week people ask me when are you going to actually have that channel back. I said you guys hated that channel when it was up. Well, yeah, I was going to ask because you did get a lot of negative um, mm -hmm. feedback from you know actually. Even with introducing us to the space to a certain degree, you got a lot right. of negative feedback. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so do you yeah. regret introducing us to the space? No, 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 no. Um, I think it was a good thing because I wasn't doing mine anymore. And uh, I think men in this space have a have a need to actually dialogue with, with women. And you guys are, I mean, you know, you guys aren't all the way to the, you know, to, to the... Uh, to the manosphere side, but you guys are a, a, a nice neutral space where you guys will give honest opinions. So uh, I think that's what men appreciate. So I said, okay, if they're doing it, there's no need for me to do it. So and, and so I actually started sending people from my, you know, from over on my channel, 
uh, when are you going to start being some women? I said, well, I really already have it. Go over to the breakdown. Okay. They're basically doing what I You need. really did encourage us quite a bit. Yeah. And we are. And you you encouraged us quite a bit to go ahead and start up. Like we kept, we talked about it for months before we right. actually started the um, started making content. And uh, you did encourage us quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now it's, you know, you know since uh, Kevin it's become more popular, see a lot more females actually in the space actually dialoguing. So, mm -hmm. so it's right. not unusual as it is as it was back then. Do you think there needs to be um, more or less of uh, women-centered channels within this space? I think uh, I think that I, I think it needs to be more women-centered channels. And I think what I do think is that um, it has to be channels that don't cater to women's uh, emotions and mm -hmm. tell them what they need to hear. Because I think there's way too much of that. Um, because uh, if you're just going to come in and just going to you know, stroke their back, you know, and, and pat their head. It doesn't do any good because I've raised daughters and you can do that. But thing is, it's going to make them um, ineffective and weak. So you got to got to give them a dose of reality. And I think that's what women need, especially in the, in this space, especially in the society. Women, are gonna, you know, women are going to need a dose of reality. It's like they actually uh, go to um, some male content creators and actually listen because they need to hear uh, what reality is instead of uh, all girl, you you the bomb, and don't worry about them, and blah blah blah, which doesn't work. So well, that's why me, I think more reality in this space. Well, let me ask you this because there seems to be a lot of focus on relationships and dating, mm -hmm. um, and when you bring women into those uh, into the sector, a lot of the conversations become based on relationships and dating. Mm -hmm. Do you think that um, distracts overall? from the manosphere's goal, um, like um, for men empowerment? It depends on how you go about uh, talking about dating, okay? Um, if you just talk about, you know, how to get a chick or, or uh, how to finesse somebody, something like that, no, it doesn't do any good. But if you talk about a structure, about um, how men and women integrate and operate and how, uh, how the environment or the society actually affects that, then you kind of get, uh, you kind of give them some tools like uh uh just just for instance like the octanes right it actually gives people tools of how to relate to each other so it's not something that uh it's not really a dating strategy uh um for lack of a better term it's actually a mating strategy i think uh i think you don't need a dating strategy i think you need a mating strategy okay dating strategy is actually very easy it's not that hard i tell guys if you really want to date um Really, yes, you want to get a woman. Yes, you want to date women, period, right? Game is very simple. Uh, I had a friend of mine. This has got to be, Jesus, 1980, so it's like 41 years ago. I was a young man. And it's actually uh, uh, a derivative of what Alan Roger Curry actually teaches. It's actually the same thing. So, um, and, it's, and it's basically a numbers game, right? Because I was just listening to, who was that? I was just on uh, Green Gorilla's channel the other day. And basically, it's really simple. It's the same thing that you that you would do in phone sales or selling a house or selling anything, right? Okay. The first thing you have to do is learn how to handle rejection. They teach that in sales. Same thing if you're if for a man that's dating, it's approaching. If you learn how to handle rejection, okay, that's like like ninety percent of the battle. And the thing is, can you approach, or deliver your line, or whatever you're trying to, you know, imply to a woman? Um, Deliver your lunch, accept rejection, and don't don't have it uh, affect you and go on to the next woman. Because uh, 
the hit ratio is between three and five percent. And if you do that, you do it consistently without fear, you're going to have more women than you can actually shake a stick at. And then over time, you're actually going to learn what your market is. Because I don't know if you guys have been in kind of sales or anything like that. No, Anyone? I've never worked okay. in sales. Okay. I have a, yeah. a friend of mine. Well, actually, she's a co-host in real life, right? And she's been she's been in real estate for like, I guess, 30 years, <clears throat> a little over 30 years, maybe. She's worth about between 10 and $20 million. And and I was, you know, we were just chopping it up and she was actually going through her, 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 her leads and she was actually separating her leads. And she and she was telling me uh, as she was going through, she said, yeah, about 60 percent of these are probably just toss. I'm going to keep 40. And then she said, I'll get, you know, I'll get uh, 20 good leads. And I said, I'll, she said she's going to close on three, which is the same ratio is if you. If you go out and do anything, if you go out and approach, you try to mm -hmm. date, it's really simple, okay? Mm -hmm. How do you approach? What's your market? How do you approach? What do women want to hear, okay? Want to hear, you know, that's going to make you attractive. Um, and then after that, it's not that hard. So uh, people make this big construction about dating and mating and all that kind of stuff, and it's really not that hard. You know, on on either side, you find out. And Kevin actually says that find out what your market wants, mm -hmm. and, and fit that. One on one, find out what your market wants. Do you fit the market that you're trying to get to? If you don't, then you need to change your market. And but do you? I'm sorry. Ahead. Well, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Do you think though that with the manosphere going mainstream, and mm -hmm. you know, we know that Kevin Samuels has been pretty much the face of a lot of the talking points from yeah. this space that have existed, you know, even prior to his existence, and yeah. yeah. So, do you think though, because from what I can see on in, on different social platforms, mm -hmm. um, women are not fond of the talking points? Do you think that the manosphere going mainstream will have a negative impact on dating and mating between black men and women? I think it'll have a, okay. I think it'll have a positive effect on dating mm. and mating black women, men and women, because um, they will actually start settling their differences. Because the biggest thing is that. Um, is lack of reality on sometimes on both sides, and if it goes mainstream, because you got to remember all these, all the ideas that that uh, Kevin. In fact, I was listening to Kevin at his latest show. He used about uh, four ideas from my last, I say last four videos. I was kind of all in a row. I, I was surprised yeah. I'd never seen him do that uh, quite the same way. In his, he actually shouted me out on one of them, but. He has to use ideas from my last four videos. So all, but all these ideas have been vetted over like ten or fifteen years, which is why it's it's uh, catching a lot of women off guard because um, they've never heard this before and it's it's new to them. So anytime you try to change somebody's worldview, they're gonna actually resist. But the thing mm -hmm. is, is that when they try to uh, when they try to go back and see if this stuff is true, got to research this stuff. They say, oh my God, this is uh, it's way more accurate than I thought. And then if they start getting results, then they're going to actually find out it's way more accurate than they thought. And I think that's what's catching uh, women by surprise, because um, uh, anytime you're in power and black women are actually in power in, this, in, in our society, in, in, uh, in, uh, in black uh, society. And uh, anytime your power is threatened, you're going to have you're going to feel some kind of way about it because you're threatening a narrative. And women don't like that. So okay. I, 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 go ahead. Well, I was going to say that going back to um, Kevin Samuels going mainstream and mm -hmm. the, the emergence of other people going mainstream mm -hmm. within the sector, 
Um, do you think that that diminishes a need for PUAs and dating coaches and I, matchmaking? No, I don't think so. I think that will always be as long as men and women try to pursue each other, you know, matchmaking or, or, or try to deliver PUAs There's always a need for training. So that's always going to be popular. Okay. So in, in fact, in, in this environment where you where it's uh, where uh, people's attention span is so short and you don't have the uh, the normal um, networks social networks actually uh, find people so i think pickup is actually going to be even more important believe it or not oh wow yeah. wow because you, you don't know, have i was thinking it would but, be the opposite no it's going to be because uh a lot of this a lot of uh dating is going to be superficial so uh how do you look on your how do you look on your uh profile um what do you say in your first interaction um how do you because you're going to get a lot of rejection because even on uh on the dating profiles, you get a lot of rejection and you got to learn how to handle that. So pickups actually going to be probably more important because pickup was actually designed for this kind of age. Mm. Well, do you think that Kevin, um, do you see Kevin is actually encouraging women to come back to the table the right way? Mm. He's, he's actually encouraging a certain segment, you know, uh, of women to come back to the table a right way. What he's saying is even though even though it can be applied uh, broadly, okay, he's only talking about a certain segment. Because mm -hmm. me and him talked about this before he kind of blew up. You know, when I think it was like in uh, March, right after when COVID was just starting to break, and nobody knew where this was going. I said, Kevin, this is going to be bad, okay, and uh, and this is going to last for a while. And I said, and I said. Uh, a lot of lot of structures that that women have depended on are going to start evaporating, and they're going to mm -hmm. need a, a chair to sit in. So, and they have no idea how to do that. And they're going and where nobody starts at the bottom. Nobody starts. Nobody starts dating from the bottom and go up. They always start from the top, and then they they try to find fit their way in as they go down. So they're going to start at the top five ten percent of men. And guess who? Guess what? You actually who you actually talk to? You talk to the top five or ten percent of men. Mm -hmm. And so most of the women are going to see if they qualify for those guys first, and then they'll start working their way down. So you, that's, that's, you're going to blow very up. True. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that too, and kind of how he's uh, how women have had to face the harsh reality that they mm -hmm. may not qualify mm -hmm. for that top oh, yeah. five to and, ten percent of men. And, and, and he, well, you guys know me; he's kind compared to me. You know what, BGS? <laughs> I disagree with that. Like, to, even when you were talking about like men in this space, like I sometimes wonder if women are masochists because some of the men in this space can be downright brutal. But mm -hmm. you are very respectful. Like I know, you know, I've engaged in dialogue myself and Danny with you, and mm -hmm. we might not have agreed or you know on 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 things, but you have always been extremely respectful in your delivery. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so but I, I, would, I, I, I but I give the hardest truth. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like your average is best first thing you said why well, I, I need to have value man i said okay did you go to college no okay sweetie you need to go back <laughs> down and, and, and get a working class guy <laughs> you know what you have you have a tendency to kind of make a woman see like the questions you ask can make a person feel stupid like mm -hmm. you make you allow them to you allow the picture to be painted by asking them questions and mm -hmm. when they answer then they're kind of like oh i get where he's going with this you know <laughs> which is helpful but i do have another question for you Go ahead. 
So it's interesting that you said you think that this might help the dating and mating between mm-hmm. black men and black women when mm-hmm. I'm seeing an influx of women saying they saying no to marriage and no to children, that they don't ever want children and they don't want to marry, that their focus is on living their best lives and vacationing and enjoying their lives. And they seem to have checked out of dating and mating altogether. Some have, okay, but got to remember what percentage of women is that, right? Right. Some have, uh, and the, the women, they, the people that actually complain about marriage are not men. Men don't complain about marriage. Anytime you see a poll, it's always there's not enough men, or men aren't marriage or are not marriage material, or I can't find a man on my level. Uh, it's very seldom you hear men say that. Uh, mm-hmm. if men say if I can't find a woman, okay. The, the questions they ask, okay, if I can't find one here, what's my next step? Okay, I want a woman. I can't find one in my area. What's my next step? I always get that question. It's not, it's not. Uh, I can't find a woman to marry. You, you, you can always find a woman to marry. It, you know, depending on what you're willing to do for it. And I, so I think the, uh, I think uh, women give lip service about living their best lives and not wanting to marry and stuff like that. And because uh, that's what they've been taught. And they, they're taught that, you know, until they get to be like 32, 33, 34. And then they realize, OK, biology is kicking in and um, I'm tired of dating. And and the guys around me, because you got to remember, testosterone starts to starts to diminish right around age 33, 34, 35. So uh uh, men have a hell of a lot more self-control in their 30s than they do in their 20s. So, mm-hmm. do, so the, your advantages that you have, which I which I always tell women, take uh, take your advantages while you have them. You know, because if you hit 30s and, and your cohorts, number one, they're looking for younger women, and number two, they have a hell of a lot more control over their sexuality, and they can say no. Men start saying no in their 30s. They men do? start saying a lot of no's in their 30s. Oh, yeah. In fact, in that's, fact, that's one of my, my second video on my MGTOW channels, probably mm-hmm. one of my most popular one about uh, uh, basically why why MGTOW is actually going to be effective, right? Mm-hmm. Is it, because uh, unfortunately, uh, men start getting into their uh, into their uh, actually coming into their own, especially financially, uh, right around thirty three, thirty four, thirty five, and mm-hmm. their testosterone drops, so they're less they're less uh, um, subject to sexual advances or, or women's sexuality or the way they look. It's, it's basically more practical. So that's a yeah. tough one. They enter into their their, their financial prime. Uh, they're less susceptible to the feminine wiles. Uh, they've been around for a while. I said, that's a, t- that's a tough ask. That's why I said women need to get their guy early. Let me I ask you this. Do you think it's more impactful or... Is it a thing with just black women or is no. it a thing overall? Overall, yeah. Okay. So overall, it's kind of, it's worse with black women is because um, the way that we've been socialized for 200 years, um, uh, black because a patriarchy has never existed in the black society and black mm-hmm. women have, were already independent and they've been independent since they got here. You know, they got off the boat. And so they don't have the same kind of attachment to their, the same kind, it's not to say they don't have one, they don't have the same right. kind of attachment to their men that, that other groups do. So it's, mm. so it's different. So every, whatever effect you're going to see that's opposite uh, 
uh, marriage and, and mating is going to show up in the black community first. But what do you think the overall effects um, is going to be because less people are getting married? Um, men don't want to enter into uh, a contracts um, over here. What do mm-hmm. you think the effects of that is going to be long term? Uh, well, there's... Outside of what we see now, because we've seen, you know, what, okay. what the effect of it now. But well, what do you think the, actually, the actually, it, actually, it's a wave and it's a wave caused by a couple of things, um, which has nothing to do with uh, people. It has to do with how you how you built the society. Um, people think marriage is sacred, and it's not. Marriage is nothing but a way to organize people, organize men and women to actually raise or human resources, which is children. Okay, if you have less children, you have or, or people want to have less children because they're not needed. Okay, no, you guys are in the south. You've been out on the farm. Okay, you need as many children as you can produce. The woman has to start having kids, you know, when, when you first get her and she got to have as many kids as she can, because those are your hired hands, not even hired. Those are your hands. Those are your, mm-hmm. those are your laborers. Okay. Mm-hmm. What happens when you don't need them? Okay. Because you're in a modern, uh, uh, post and, you know, post industrial society, you don't need them. And all, all a woman really wants is one. She wants just one to actually fulfill her, her biological function or biological mm-hmm. need. And so what you're going to have less children. Um, and, and you'll have, uh, women that actually marry later. Um, uh, you're going to have attachments that are not as, 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 uh, as fulfilled or not as necessary, um, uh, because of this postmodern society. And what I'm afraid of, if you ever, have, have you guys ever read the book, um, Brave New World by Aldous Huxley? No, I've never heard of that one. You got to, I've heard of it. You heard of it. They, they got like four movies. They got maybe two. They, I think they just put out a series. Mm. Uh, Brave New World, but that is the design of, um, of a couple things: a postmodern society where society is structured, and the the children are not born; they're actually grown. You know, uh, wow. actually produced, right? So they actually design people to actually fit into certain segments of the society. Oh, and I gotta check it, that out. Yeah. So basically, what you have is, um, and I've noticed because some of the Z's, how do they mate, right? And uh, it, it's kind of like out of Brave New World where you have a pool of women, you have a pool of men, okay? Mm-hmm. You guys kind of come together. You figure out, do I want to, you know, uh, hang out with this chick? I want to hang out with this guy. They have um, a, a short-term relationship, like maybe uh, uh, two weeks to a month, okay? That's their relationship. They toss each other back in the pool. They go back in the pool and get another one. And they just wash, rinse, and repeat. So what you don't have, mm-hmm. it, which is a long-term relationship, what you have is a mixing. You hang out for a while, and then you toss each other back. You go back in the pool and do it again. And that's what happens in the Brave New World. You say, I like this girl. I like this guy. We're going to hook up, and we're going to hang out for uh, uh, you know, hang out for a few days, and we're going to break up, go back to our life, and, gonna, and then you'll go get another one out of the pool. And I think that's where we're headed. The interesting thing is, and and I that I find that to be a very interesting um, um, breakdown of where you think we're headed. But mm. I am hearing seeing more women, and although it's not a large percentage, I do think mm. it's growing. Just as though um, some of the mindset that's pervasive in this space mm. has has grown over fifteen years, mm. I'm seeing more women that also. The reason that they're saying they're opting out of marriage is marriage doesn't seem desirable. There is they they feel as though there's an uneven distribution of 
you know, labor in marriage. You know, women are expected to work outside the home, but do the lion's share of the work inside the home too. And they just don't see it as, well, and this is from their their perspectives because I'm seeing more and more women that are, are sharing this mindset. And I'm like, oh, wow. I was kind of shocked initially. And now I'm seeing it more. They turn women into dudes. That's what they turned them into. If you, mm. uh, if you look at, uh, uh, if you, if you go back and just look at say the 1950s, right. Just, which is actually modern compared to what it used to be. Right. For the most part, um, there's really not a lot of maintenance in a house. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, uh, cooking, cleaning, it's really not a lot of maintenance in a house. And basically, uh, 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 anybody can really do it. It doesn't take, it really doesn't take that much. All you have to do, uh, all it takes is a little time. Things right. most women are actually works outside the house. So basically you have two guys coming home. Okay. Mm. So it, uh, maintenance of a house. In fact, I was reading the book, uh, the technology trap, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, women's lip really started to rise as there was less to do in the house. Okay, mm. you don't have to you don't have to wash clothes by hand. Okay, uh, you don't basically really if you don't want to wash dishes, you don't have to do it. You have dishwashers. You have all these appliances to make life easier. Okay, right. you don't. Um, how many people cook their bread? Uh, uh, cook their, it, bake, fresh bake bread. Their bread, <laughs> fresh bread, or, mm-hmm. or basically, or, or kill go kill chicken, haul water, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Wives used to do. You actually needed a wife because running a house was actually a very extremely hard work. The same kind right. of hard work a guy would do out in the field. So, but thing is, most of the time, for, for most for the most part, unless you uh, have small untrained children. Taking care of a house is really not that difficult. Okay. Yeah. I agree with that. To be completely honest, I think that the the largest um, part of your labor is going to go to rearing children when you have small yeah. kids. But small it's kids. just me and my fiance here. Our our children are grown and live out on their own. And like I'm just like touching up during the week. I yeah. do do like deeper cleaning during the weekend, but it's still it's not something that takes all day. No. And it, there's not a lot to do during the week. So you have a good point. Yeah. Um, I think these are women who are like you know hesitant yeah. to enter into marriage they do like they're thinking of family and children so for the first few yeah. years yes the the labor may not be distributed properly but it depends upon the type of person that you mate with and there are statistics that sh- or studies that show that black men are more active as fathers than men of other races they are well we actually black men are actually you know um there's a couple of good books i always refer to this as uh it's actually written by two second wave feminists, right? The the end of men, and especially Liz Monday, which is the richer sex, very liberal second wave feminists. They actually love black men because black men are the most egalitarian, cooperative, uh, uh, trained uh, group of uh, men on the planet. In fact, uh, uh, mm-hmm. me and Doctor Johnson actually said black men are actually trained to serve. They're not trained to uh, boss women around. Because everything, if you think about it, anything from work to sex, black men are actually there for women's pleasure, rather mm. than vice versa. Because because the way, the way black men are trained to even have sex is uh, it's not to receive pleasure; it's actually to give it. True, very true, very true. So basically, black men are actually trained to serve, and uh, and for uh, modern women or basically uh, liberal women, that's actually attractive. Okay, the thing is that is that uh, black women are used to it because 
you know, like fish in water, okay? Okay, we don't need water because we're surrounded by it. But the other women, I could tell you, because um, my son, he, he dates nothing but Latinas. And so I asked him, I said, why do Latinas like you? He says, uh, he said, black guys are a lot more fun, they're a lot more giving compared to our men. That's what he said. So, you know, he said, even though black men, we know they're going to cheat, but at least we're going to have a good time with them. Because <laughs> our mm. men are going to cheat too, but things we actually get a better deal with, with black men. Those are some good points. Um, just in, you know, I have no rebuttal. And sometimes like hearing things, and that's what I enjoy about the space and what drew me to the space is being able to hear things from a different perspective. Sometimes mm. when you are only looking at something through your lens, um, you know, you you are missing an entirely different perspective of, of what you're viewing. So you laying it out like that, actually makes perfect sense and I, I can't rebut anything that you've said yeah what, what you know being on the white MGTOW side especially the group of MGTOWs that were uh were actually uh, leading the space they were really heavy on research okay you just can't say what your opinion is you got to be able to go back in with some kind of documentation and back that up and so if mm. I was actually going to speak in that space especially being a black guy I had to really do deep research and know what I was talking about so I'm actually kind of used to that so when it talks comes to feminism and, and structure and stuff like that I've learned to be really heavy on research with that and plus I'm, I'm a STEM guy so mm -hmm. my thing is empirical evidence so I don't I don't lean on opinion as much in fact, uh, if I can't see it and I can't verify it with uh, with uh, with studies or books or what somebody wrote or, or surveys, I really don't actually speak on it. So most of the stuff that you hear come out of me, it's been researched. It's been researched uh, like 10 different ways. So, so I, you, I, I really lean on heavy, heavily on research. Do you think that that's one of the biggest differences between the black manosphere and the white manosphere spaces? I think... Uh, I think the biggest difference is uh, uh, is that black men are ahead of the curve because um, uh, most most women uh, over the past couple of years, uh, a couple of hundred years, are just learning how to be independent from from their uh, group, and um, and and culture takes a long time to change. So white women are just starting to get a peek of what independence is, whereas black men have been dealing with that from the beginning. We we our mothers are independent, okay. Um, uh, we're raised with independent women. I call our women Klingons. Okay, so we're we're actually what we do is a lot tougher. So um, to actually get a uh, get attention from a black woman, we have to do extra. Okay, we just can't come in and hi Susie, what's your name? No, we can't do that. Okay, we have to we have to come with something. We have to come with with something special. So um, and dealing with our women, we have to come with something special. So we're actually ahead of the curve. So I think that's why uh, even the white man is really starting to learn from us because we have we have to prove to our women that we, we what we say is actually accurate. They're not going to just take our word for it. They don't so, believe us no way. True. But <laughs> <laughs> um, so when it comes down to combating feminism, um, mm -hmm. do you think that the white manosphere has more of a um, of a fight against that versus uh, black people? Or it's the black not, okay, uh, f uh, feminism is not a cause; it's an effect. Okay. And as, as uh, in fact, me and um, uh, me and uh, I think is the nameless protagonist. Uh, we actually looked at the uh, the Mouse Utopia study, 
and and compared it because it actually compares to the demographic uh, cycle. Okay, I don't know. People probably haven't looked up the demographic cycle. I probably <laughs> normally I would actually show up. But thing is, is that you have a demographic cycle, it's like in fourth, like pre-industrial, industrializing, which is uh, uh, which is uh, uh, which is people actually getting onto the ramp. Like they call it pre-industrial societies, like like the continent of Africa, pre-industrial countries. Uh, or the industrializing countries they're just starting to get uh, machines and factories and stuff like electricity and stuff like that uh, mm -hmm. and then you have industrial and then you have what well, you have post-industrial okay mm -hmm. and um, it, it actually maps on to exactly what the mouse utopia okay where you have a low birth a low population and as you get uh, food and resources less pe less people less people die more people have enough to eat more babies are actually uh, live longer and then you get a population explosion and then what you get is a, 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 a not a, a, a not need for resources and and kids and stuff like that and and, and these bonds that that uh, creatures have start to break up okay and then we get a decline and that's what's going that's what's happening in post-industrial society these bonds that that nature forces you together for actually are not needed. So if you have mm -hmm. something that's not needed, it it's kind of dissolves. So marriage is one of those things. <clears throat> marriage and mating is one of those things that you have a need to actually procreate and produce children. You don't need right. to do that. What happens? Those bonds start to dissolve. And what you're seeing is the bonds starting to mm. dissolve. And so I always, people always question. I said, okay, what's, what is the highest uh, out of wedlock rate in the world? And people say black people. I said nope. no, like the Philippines or something, right? No, it's it's Colombia. Columbia. Yeah, eighty-five mm -hmm. percent. Mm -hmm. And when you read about it, in fact, there's a couple papers that she said it's because they they're going into a post-industrial society, and but the thing is, they don't have the same kind of structure that we have. So right. feminism and and out of wedlock birth rates are actually exploding faster. Uh, same thing. And I, I keep getting all these reports like. Uh, uh, South Africa's uh, out of wedlock birth rate over the last 20 years has gone from like, I think it's like 15, it's darn near 60. So feminism is exploding there. Same thing in mm. Kenya, the same thing in the Middle East, uh, Korea, uh, China, Japan. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's, it's even worse. Than, well, it's been there in Europe, but the thing is even worse in Europe. So you actually look at the structures and said, okay, feminism is an effect of the, of the, uh, modern environment it's not uh, it's not a cause so you yeah. can't stop it unless you unless you tear down the environment that, that it grows in mm -hmm. oh that that was well said i am like very intrigued you said it's called the mouse utopia yeah it's, it's called a mouse utopia some people call it uh um universe 25 i think it's universe 25 i actually did a video on it uh i'll look it up i just did a video on it like, i think last year because uh you know nicole ali right right yeah oh, of course yeah because uh she actually because she's a genetic scientist right she, she's been working with mice that's you know mm -hmm. for like 30 years so she knows mice inside and out and so i asked her is this valid do you when you work with mice do you see the same things and she actually validated a lot of this stuff so wow and and so the but the, re the reason they tested this the reason they actually did this experiment they needed to find out what was the effect on human beings in an urban environment mm -hmm. so you can you can't actually breed uh culture out of a human being right mm -hmm. so what do you do you take a mouse that doesn't have human culture put them in an environment and see what they do 
they were expecting something different, but think what they saw is the same pattern that humans actually go through. The thing is, yeah. humans because they don't they don't replicate as fast. You know, they don't they don't uh, have generations every few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes you know twenty you know fifteen twenty years. So human beings they're actually going through the process slower, but the thing is the, the effect is the same. Do you think though? I, I'm really fascinated well, just by what you've explained. I, and mm-hmm. I just, I'm sorry, just a real quick Go question ahead. to piggyback on that. Mm-hmm. Do you think that by explaining how the the scientific the science behind mm-hmm. feminism that it removes accountability from women? Because I think that men in this space will probably feel that it does. It it doesn't uh, it doesn't remove the accountability because you're going to have to adjust to the uh, environment that you're in. So, um, so men suffer suffer the same way that that women do. It just kind of plays out differently. In fact, you're looking at uh, uh, I think they call it the the, the lying flat phenomenon that's going on in, in China mm-hmm. and in Korea and Japan. They call it uh, grass eaters in Japan, where uh, young men are refusing to work other, uh, harder than they actually need to. Um, the phenomenon is really starting to happen in the United States about people not going back to work. They're yeah. just, just going to quit. We're going to oh. find jobs that sustain us instead of mm-hmm. grinding. Okay, mm-hmm. that is part of uh, part of this effect. So, it's, so the thing is, how do you adapt to it? How do how do societies adapt to it? Okay, you can't stop it. Okay. How do you form different kind of family structures that are different that actually work with the environment that you're in? So it's not a accountability. It's it you know it's 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 a matter. Uh, can you adapt to it? Women are gonna have to adapt. They have to adapt to it now. Okay. If if men said I'm gonna check out and uh, and the old uh, the old things that you used to put on me is not gonna work, especially with the younger millennials and the Z's. Uh, men say, you know what? I ain't got to bond to you. I don't have to be with you. I don't have to serve you. I don't have to do anything for you. I don't have to date you. Okay? I'm not spending a dollar on you before I get to know you, which is uh, outside of the normal mating pattern that we're used to. So, so how does that make do? how does that make sex um, sex uh, play out outside? Do you think it'll become more transactional, meaning like the mm-hmm. use of um, girls of the night quote unquote the the last thing that women really want because uh, uh is uh girls at a night okay uh because what you, just like anything else uh i don't know if you guys are old enough remember when the flat screen tv used to cost like ten thousand dollars yeah mm-hmm. What, mm-hmm. What, it, what does it cost now uh a couple hundred a couple hundred. couple hundred in other words mm-hmm. supply and demand right Mm-hmm. What marriage did, what marriage and that kind of stricture did was make the supply rare, right? Even though it's not rare, but the thing is you, you restrict it to a certain uh, pattern, right? What happens when it's transactional? And you got, uh, you got um, what is it, uh, 160 million women. 160 million women just started selling sex. What happened to the price? Mm. It, it plummeted. It, I mean, no, no, I'm sorry. It went down like drastically, forty bucks. It, 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 it was forty. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in the crack era, sweetie. Okay, I'm gonna tell you. I grew up in the crack oh. era, right? As, mm-hmm. as a young man, I came to age in the crack era, right? Mm-hmm. Before the crack era, uh, sex on the street. It's in the eighties. Was thirty bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Guess what the lowest price was by the time it ended? Ten dollars. Two fifty. 
Oh no! Ooh. Wow! I've seen. I've. I've got. I call them coffee girls, right? I. That a couple of years ago, I had a video that said uh, sex will be cheaper than a, a a cup of Starbucks coffee. Now that's insane. Said, that will never happen, right? I have. I, I, people send me videos every day about coffee girls, right? But it's is that only okay? So I understand that, and I know people mm -hmm. say the price of pee has gone way down. But yeah. is that only like you know for a crackhead? You know, like not a, a a decent looking woman who's not strung out on drugs. You know, they're not okay. going to price themselves. Oh, okay, the uh, people think the price is determined from from the top. It's actually determined from the bottom. Mm. Okay. Whatever the cheapest price is, they actually, that sets the, the, the standard, right? So it goes down mm -hmm. to 250 and uh, it's going to pull everybody else down mm. because it's available. Mm. It's going to okay. pull everything else down. Do you think that men of American society are actually ready to face um, women being in those positions? Because, you know, you're here from other societies. I don't mm -hmm. think a lot of other societies have um, really big issues with prostitution like Americans do. Yeah. Americans do. And I wanted to know, do you think the men in Amer especially black men in American society, do you think that they're ready to handle um, women being a like society that? where it's like just <sighs> transactional and women are like, <laughs> pay me? The thing is, is that I don't think men are, are going to be used to women being predatory, mm -hmm. okay, initially. Because initially the men during the cracker, they weren't used to women being predatory. But it mm -hmm. took, only took like three or four years for them to actually get used to it. It's not going to take that long. Men actually adapt very quickly. I don't know. I, you know what? I, that's an interesting point. I find it, I see, men, men seem, and maybe it's because they're still processing it and this is still somewhat new to some men um to be uncomfortable when a woman is like just wants a purely transactional situation and or like if the woman is like extremely assertive with the man and yeah. like the roles are reversed yeah because they're not trained to, to adapt to it yet hmm. it takes a while in other words hmm. most women are not like that so you get one that is aggressive uh that is assertive that's unusual what does she hmm. want is she setting me up? Okay. Uh, what's wrong with her? Is she crazy? It's a lot of things because she's outside of the normal pattern. Okay. When what, what happens when that becomes normal? You know, it's interesting because, uh, to be honest, I don't think that men of our society are, I don't think they're ready for um, sex to be that transactional. Not I yet. Think, Not yet. Right. Um we rely a lot on desire and lust and i think that our men um really tend to seek that out even more so than other societies i lived in a society in a black society where that rapidly became not the case because mm -hmm. it because uh uh crack crack really started in los angeles right in right. my neighborhood right mm -hmm. right uh Free ricky ross actually grew up like a half mile from me Mm -hmm. So I saw, I saw the, we call them strawberries on a stroll. And I saw, right. I saw the, you know, uh, uh, the chicks in the neighborhood that were cracked out. I saw the guys just take them in and I saw the price plummet. Right. But outside of a drug epidemic, um, because I don't know if that led a lot of other societies to rely on prostitution and girls. At no, the night. it's, it's, it, oh, well, drug academic is actually, um, uh, uh, isolated. 
compared right. to a certain mm -hmm. segment right. of society, right? What happens when it's economic? Look what's happened to New York in like in like a year. Mm. Let me get these super chats out of the go way. Yeah, Shout ahead. out yeah. to Andrew Wilkins. He says, greetings, let's have a good show. If Sis G had a dating profile, it would read, Hi, I'm Danny. I enjoy bowling and watching episodes of Insecure on the weekends while drinking Boone's Farm. Shut up, Andrew. Uh, <laughs> Plum wine. Andy on one. You know he's starting early. Baby, he don't do nothing to keep up mess. Uh, shout out to Black Wizard. He says, that was the golden years of MGTOW BGS. I miss when people came to conclusions by facts and observations. Now it's either one or the other. True. Thank you so, so That's much. One of, my, one of my day ones. Okay. <laughs> I love Black Wizard. Yes. Yeah, shout out to Andrew Wilkins again for the super sticker. And we got one more. I'm trying to get down to the bottom. Shout out to Nola Danky. He says, hey, ladies. Hey, Nola. Thank you guys for the support. I do have a question, but it's going to steer the conversation a little bit away from where we are. You know, I, is that you know, okay? I do it. You know, I do it. Okay. B well, BGS Drift is in effect. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, so I wasn't here for Manosphere 1.0, and I don't even know what number we're in at this point. Oh, but, I think it's three? <laughs> Yeah. No, we at, I, I thought we were at six because now it's no. a women takeover. Oh, uh, okay. I, don't I don't think it's going to be a women takeover. I know they said when y'all let us in the space, we were going to oh, take my gosh. over. And well, you know, they, they say a lot of things. They say when yeah. I went to PhDs in this space, it was going to be a takeover. None oh, my gosh. Happened. Yeah. I remember all the flat Kevin even received from this space. Yeah. But, you yeah. know, that's how it goes. I wanted to know, like, a Manosphere, just from when I first entered the space to now, it, it already seems drastically different. I mm -hmm. want to know from you, do you feel as though the manosphere is fractured or is it like now segmented? Because I'm trying to wrap my head around whatever point we're in and, you know, how the manosphere um, is operating now, because it seems almost like, like there's separate entities uh, within one large space. There are going to be factions there always will be. Um, I think the fashions will grow because you have more people in the space with different needs and interests. So that's normal. Uh, happen, it happens in MGTOW, happens in Pickup, happens in, um, in uh, MRAs, there's different factions. So that's normal. You know, but for when I initially came into the space, although there were different factions, um, you still like there was still like people still work together. So, mm -hmm. you you know, even when we talk about like, you know, the, the, the big three, like you would still see them kind of support each other, like mm -hmm. to a degree. I remember like Angry Man would still be on Obsidian's uh, mm -hmm. panel or channel from time to time. Um, you know, like Obsidian was going on O'Shea's channel, like the the mm -hmm. bigger content creators still work together to a certain degree and now it just seems like everybody is separated yeah because it, it, the space has grown so big and um i think and and so you actually notice the difference more because you don't have to have um uh, like ten thousand guys that have to follow all these content creators now you have like a couple hundred thousand guys maybe a million guys following these content creators so there's more space there's more people and there's more room for different groups so the group's actually going to grow and spread out. So that, you know, that's, that's a good. 
That's a good point. And when I see like people like new blood coming into the space, like mm-hmm. even like fresh and fit, like they they bring a like different dynamic. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I don't even, know even, if they're even, they're part of the you know white man, what I call the gray man. Okay, that's what I was just gonna ask. Yeah. Are they considered part of the black man? Yeah, but the thing is, is that one thing Kevin has done is actually believe it or not, I actually brought the two two ends together. Believe it or not, because oh. uh, uh, I actually said this uh, on a video of mine. Actually, when he uh, was on Fresh and Fit, he actually checked three white women. I said they didn't know mm-hmm. how to feel about that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know how to feel about that. I'm sure but, they did. But those women, the white women, got checked and stayed checked. And they said the white men said, "Oh shit, okay, <laughs> wait a minute, this stuff actually works." So they've been following the, the, our content ever since. So, okay. in fact, I was actually listening to a guy called a Better Bachelor. He's actually using the same talking points that that, that uh, Dr. Johnson actually uses, almost word for word. So, our content is actually starting to spill over into the white manosphere. Mm. Yeah, I heard you say something to the effect of um, the white manosphere actually learning from the black manosphere, which I find to be very interesting because mm-hmm. I've heard tales of, you know, just uh, like white MGTOW and how they were not tolerating a lot of the discussions that black men wanted to have and kind of like shut it down. So it's interesting now to hear you say that maybe they're pulling from and or learning from the black manosphere. Uh, Well, they're finding out that a lot of our techniques actually work on white women, even though we don't have the same problem. Um, a shout out to Andrew Wilkins again. He says, BGS, do you know of MGTOW dude Heartburn? Uh, I do believe I do. Uh, he's an old school MGTOW. Um, I haven't seen him make content in a while. But yeah, I used to uh, be a fan of, his, a fan of his a long time ago. Okay. Shout out to Dane C. He says, it's Mantle Spirit 3.5 now, formerly 3.0 stream team. I can't keep up. I'm I'm waiting for a stream team in Manosphere 3.0 or 3.5 to actually contribute something significant. Oh, that's what I'm waiting mm. for. Oh, mm. you don't feel I like mean, they produced anything since they've been here? Not significant. I mean, can you name of anything that anything groundbreaking that they've produced? Um. Well, if you're talking about Manosphere 3.0, then wouldn't that be um like um the brain the Black Brain Trust? Mm, no they've no. been here they're too, they're no but uh black brain trust actually considered themselves 3.0 and were the starter oh, of 3.0 really yes i don't know because what what theories have they put out that's significant um i think that the black mental excuse me the black brain trust um they don't generally focus a lot of their conversation on um they mating, right. mating versus mm-hmm. um the production of men and men being producers. Okay. Well, the thing is, that then you're going to blend into something uh, that's that's different. So um, they have to they have to make a bigger impact. Okay. Um, uh, Two point actually made a huge splash when we actually came in. Mm-hmm. Brought in a lot of stuff. Made a huge impact on on the space. Okay. They have to make the same thing. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. But the thing is, is that even today, I'm still making an impact on this space. Um, yeah, and I'm 2.0, so mm-hmm. um, I'm still waiting on them. That's all I can say. Uh, who would you say was the most impactful um, between 1.0 and 2.0? Uh, it's 1.0 because they're the ones that got the ball rolling. I would say that. 
because mm -hmm. there wasn't one until they actually started it on started it on YouTube. Um, as far as impact, um, I will say 2.0. Got you. Because 2.0 when it adds structure and policy. I'm going to read these super chats and I do have another question for you. Shout out to Andrew Wilkins again. Hey, Andrew. He says, Heartburn did a video once talking about black women who trash black men and chase white women. He white stated men, that... Yeah. He stated that many white men won't chase those type chicks because some white men grew up idolizing black men. That is that is true. That that's true. And plus, um, uh, white men are not socialized to handle the harshness that black women can actually spit on uh, on a man. They're not used to that. They're not used to uh, uh, interacting with um, uh, aggressive women. They're used to mm -hmm. docile women, and, and black women actually are aggressive. And, uh, yeah. and, and the interesting thing that. about that, mm -hmm. whenever men say like men in this space often seem to push the notion that when black women get with white men, they're not aggressive. But I don't see that when I see relationships with black women and white men, they're still mm -hmm. very assertive in the relationships. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, wow, it, sometimes it's. Um, painful to watch because the bl white men aren't typically meeting them with that same type of aggression, but yeah, black women still go in those relationships <laughs> it, doing the same thing. It's they, do they tamp it down? Yes, compared to how mm -hmm. they uh, um, talk to black men, is tamped down. Right. Yeah, but compared to what white men see, uh, as comparison to their women, uh, it's like on uh, like on one thousand, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So that's the reason. It, it, it's a different mating strategy. Um, um, because I went to white schools and and white women are very passive compared to mm -hmm. black women. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then they used to women being uh, like a lot of times black guys don't even pick on the uh, uh, indications of interest from white women. White women have to be go out of the way to actually be aggressive for, for mm -hmm. black women to actually notice them. Do you see more white women, though, mimicking black? And maybe that's just like for, you know, social, like I'm seeing it on different social platforms where mm -hmm. white women, oh, my gosh, like mimicking everything that black women are doing. And yeah. I don't know that they do this in their homes, but I'm seeing a lot of them picking up on black it's, behaviors. It's and... starting to bleed out into popular culture because um, because uh, 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 the popular media actually pushes the uh, kick ass uh, white female. Mm -hmm. And uh, and and their model is black women. Mm. I'm looking at uh, why the last man actually the the uh, the the protagonist is a is a weak white male and an aggressive black female. Mm. Interesting. I'm I looked at foundation. An aggressive uh, female is, is black. Okay, the, the mm -hmm. warden carrying a, the big ass gun. I said, okay, the, mm -hmm. this is a, becoming a trope. Wow. Where the where the where the uh, where the aggressive um, alpha female is black. Yeah, and to be completely honest, Omega Dreads mentioned Karens, but you know Karens are more emotional. They're not like necessarily like crazy aggressive. They're almost like I, to be They're honest. I grew up. 
Yeah, passive very passive aggressive, lots of microaggressions, lots. And lots. they're more having like a tantrum. They're having a breakdown. And mm. I grew up in an all white community. Um, mm. That was not foreign to see white women behaving in that way. It's almost mm. like an, an anxiety inducing, like, you know, um, uh, meltdown is what mm. I would um, mm -hmm. call it, consider it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's yeah, passive aggressive. Um, to the point where they actually go nuts. Yeah. And then they want to call oh, the yes. police and and, mm -hmm. and and claim victim and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's a different way. Okay. Shout out to Black Wizard. He says these stream guys don't bring much groundbreaking don't bring much groundbreaking conversations. All the terms and revelations con came from the 2.0 phase. Mm-hmm. Oh, y'all attacking stream teams today. They're going to come get y'all. You know, I, I'm looking for it. You know, I'm, 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 I'm looking for them to actually come through with something that's groundbreaking. Right. And so far, um, not really. Mm. So I'm waiting for them. Shout out to my husband. He says, I really appreciate these real discussions without all that damn arguing and yelling. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> that was a dick. Uh, right. <laughs> I, I'm going to behave from here on out. <laughs> right. Uh, oh, concrete. No, you're not. Um, shout out to Dane. Yeah, you should, though. Um, <laughs> shout out to Dane C. He says 3.5 is arranging meetups and 3.5 has grown the space. Um, uh, then we really. must be part of 3.5 because we never mind. Um, well, I don't know. Who not, is he considered really. 3.5? Right, because uh, Kevin at, at, is... Yeah, go ahead. Kevin's oh, 2.0. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Uh, Kevin is 2.0, and he is the biggest contributor to growth in the space. So, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah but, but, but uh, in a convo toward investments, that's been there. Meetups have been around uh, well before before this space, right? Um, I come from the conscious community, right? Uh, the pro-black community. That was actually the meetups, actually the uh, best way to actually have, give a lecture, get your point across. So that's like uh, before internet meetups and stuff like that. That's before internet. Do you think that those meetups are beneficial um, to the manosphere plight as it stands right now? I think it's beneficial to, you know, anytime you get to see somebody in person and shake hands and get to know mm -hmm. somebody, it's always a uh, more advantageous. Uh, the tech community has been doing it forever. Mm. Uh, Meetups and, and uh, conventions and stuff like that. So that means that your uh, your space is evolving. Mm -hmm. Outstanding. That, that's normal. The, the white guy's been doing it forever. Like uh, 21 convention and... Uh, yeah. What, what I remember the big three they, talked about doing something like that. It's yeah. unfortunate that they didn't because that would have been phenomenal. Yeah. A good moneymaker. Mm. A shout out to Dane C again, who says 3.5 have also advanced the combo toward investments. Um, what do you think about that? BG? I think, that's what I he think, just commented on. I, yeah. I, I think that <clears throat> the reason that you have a manosphere is about relationships and, and stuff like that. You're going to talk about in, uh, investments that gets into a different sphere. There's plenty of guys talking about that. You know, I mean, you don't have to put it here. You can go to uh, any one of a number of channels that actually come, go outside the sphere and talk about investments, about Bitcoin and and uh, dollar strategies and in, in, in doing a technical analysis. I've been, I was been doing that since the nineties, but that's in a different sphere. 
Okay, you don't see MGTOW talking about investments and, and making money in Bitcoin. They do it on a, tangentially, but the thing is, the reason this fear actually exists is to talk about relationships. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't change something. If you want to make something different, okay, you want to uh, uh, actually start a, a different branch into a different arena, do so. But the thing is, trying to make this uh, sphere into something that it's not, okay? This is about... Uh, Number one, change, uh, talk about relationships and how to deal with them and also changing the policies that affect your relationships in your family life. That's the biggest oh. thing. Yeah, that's the ultimate goal. It's not about investments and about money. It's about uh, changing your relationships and changing the policies that affect it. OK, uh, having kids, being married, uh, uh, basically uh, getting custody of your kids, uh, child support. Uh, alimony, all that kind of stuff that affect men. That's what this space is for. It's not for investments. You want to do that? I got like 50 channels I can actually push you to that are black that do investments. Okay. And the way we talk about investments is, uh, for the most part, is uh, kindergarten, in my in my opinion. You know, Erica Williams does probably is. You know, oh, she's phenomenal. Space. She's phenomenal as far as investments yeah. is concerned. Mm-hmm. Right. Shout out to Mr. Z. He says, no analysis, just mad about um, Wilson, Sierra, and future. No mm -hmm. larger, no larger political. No political conversation or social conversation. Nothing about the environment either. Manosphere has gone global. It's been Black global. men lead Le sphere. Yeah. Yes. It's been global because I get, uh, in fact, I think it was Jay Bones. Jay Bones is what I call a global elite, right? He worked for the UN for like seven or eight years. He's got millions of dollars in investments. He says uh, he, he knows the, like at least 20 different Africans actually listen to my live streams every time I actually put one up. So it's been global. I, I talked to guys in uh, in Europe, in uh, China, mm -hmm. in, in Africa, South mm -hmm. Latin America. Japan. It's people from, yeah, all over the all over, place yeah. in this sphere. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll let you read that, Danny. And I know you said you had a question and then I have a, um, a second question after you. Okay. Shout out to Andrew Wilkins. He says a black woman YouTuber from the shy Nikki O was late twenties with a 50 year old white man mm -hmm. baby together too. was over talking him in a video, black women in the comment section saying, don't over talk him or be controlling. Cause you can mess it up for the rest of black women who want black, <laughs> who want white men. <laughs> Sad. Well, <laughs> damn. Um, and shout out to Eugene Steele uh, for his gold card membership uh, comment. He says, I know this is probably a dumb question, but BGS, what is your take on the sisterhood? Um, thank you so much, Eugene, and thank you for becoming um, and staying a member of our channel. So, Absolutely. Uh, it, it, de it depends on which segment of the sisterhood you talk about. Talk about the, the YouTube sisterhood. Talking about the divestors, um, right? Um, That's very broad. Mm -hmm. It's very right. broad. But if, I call them. I call it divestors, and I kind of uh, naysayers call them sisterhood of failure. Okay, mm. because everything <laughs> they're doing is actually going down the tubes. Mm. Do I do I, I want the management to take to one topic? Uh, uh, focus. Okay, topics vary, but focus. There's many topics that we haven't even addressed in the management yet. There's uh, no resolve, and the primary topic or primary focus is relationships. No. It's not like there's been any resolve in no. that area. No, the, the thing is, I think I think a guy see a big cluster of black men, they actually want to utilize them. Okay, 
yeah. uh, get their emails, get their their contacts, and uh, do business with them. You don't have to mm -hmm. do it on, on um, make the manifest something that is not that wasn't designed mm -hmm. to be that. If if you try to make it like the Black Brain Trust tried to make make it something that it's not, well, guess what happened to it? Mm. Oh wow! Okay, it it, it 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 didn't go very far because that's not the focus. If you want to have uh, if you want to have a business focus, um, basically, don't put it part of the management. Make it its own entity. You got plenty yeah. of people that do business. You That's don't need, a good you point. Don't, you don't. You don't. You got plenty of people on YouTube that do business. You don't need it to be in the black manosphere. There's no need for it. Right, and I don't think well, he's not specifically saying that black men shouldn't build together. He's just saying that the premise, the the, the basis for this space being created is relationships. And yeah. I do I understand black men trying to capitalize on the fact that you have so many black men and brilliant minds and successful black men in one space because you don't typically see that. You don't have like east spaces that are dominated by black men that you know you can actually network with. Yeah, yeah. I got I got at least ten guys, ten of my sub that are Ivy League trained and make, make a million, over a million dollars a year. Mm -hmm. um, and they don't come here for business. Mm -hmm. No, I got yeah. I got one guy that went to Princeton, one guy uh, from Notre Dame, one guy went to Yale, one guy went to Harvard, uh, one, a couple of guys went to Stanford. So I got all these kind of uh, Ivy or near Ivy League trained guys that make a hell of a lot of money, but they don't come here for that. They come here mm -hmm. for relationships. You know what? Um, that's a good point. I did want to shout out to Kit Clouds as well for his cash app. Thank you, bro. Danny, you want to get your question out of the way before we continue reading go, the Super Chats? Go ahead and read your Super Chats. Make your money. Okay. Shout out to Dane. Um, mm -hmm. Dane says, BGS, you want the manosphere to stay a one topic. Yeah, yeah he just addressed that. Yeah, yeah just, just addressed it. it. Yeah, one, same focus. Oh God! Shout out to Karan. <laughs> he says, "Love early streams. Real good combos are yeah, had if we get SG before <laughs> she gets her Mad Dog <laughs> and rolls it." That Taylor, get Porter, out of here! You BGS big fan. Um, you know I do the best interviews when I've had me about two and a half glasses of Hennessy. I, I noticed that. I noticed I that. You and Kashmir get a little wine in you. I get a lot of truth out of y'all, man. I love y'all when y'all get a little lit. But I said, okay. You know, I, I, you know what? I noticed with my fiance, I got her drunk one time, right? Mm -hmm. And all the little lies she used to tell me before we got together, before we actually got we became a couple, that shit mm -hmm. started coming out. I said, okay, bartender. <laughs> Give me another one. <laughs> now, now tell me more. <laughs> I just had my iced Nespresso. That's about as much as I'm going to drink today. So Maybe, uh, when you take me out for my birthday, honey, we Listen. is going straight for the Hennessy, honey. Oh, Lord. my God. <laughs> I'm going to drink water because I might have to be the DD. Girl, you better call an Uber and call it a day. What black was your sister? And he uh, said, give the new cats a summary of black women's position in the gynocracy, BGS. Uh, um, gynocracy means ruled by women. Uh, four, out of, four, out, four out of your five uh, politicians are actually black female uh, mm -hmm. in the black community, right? Uh, uh, black, uh, black uh, society has always been metrofocal. Um, that me and uh, uh, Gigi are actually talking about this. A patriarchy means that the children belong to the man. Okay, in fact, they've uh, the Ten Years Doctrine in, in 1839, and then in 18, uh, I think it was 96, um, 
uh, gave control of of all children to females, right? But that's the shift to from patriarchy to a matriarchy, right? Mm -hmm. um, black women since 1750 have always had control of the children. You have never, ever, ever, ever had a patriarchal um, society in in the black community. It's never been mm -hmm. there. Uh, if uh, women have always, um, in fact, you, if you read uh, Fraser's book, The Negro Family in the United States, he talks about um, black women even back then having multiple children by multiple men, but the, but the children always stayed with her. So the men could come and go. They come seed her, help her out, work the farm, whatever it is. They can't get along. The man has to go. And then she brings in another man. In fact, um, so that's been the pattern. Uh, I think Diane Stewart, she wrote the book called, uh, which I didn't like, but the thing is she was actually accurate, called uh, Black Women, Black Love. And she mm -hmm. says uh, that what black society should be, what it used to be in the South, which is a matrifocal, uh, which she calls it African and kinship network. We have this big, broad network of um, of uh, family, cousins, even friends that has become a, a broad family network, and where the women are actually women and children are, are actually the focus. That's mm -hmm. what she wants, which is, has been that pattern, especially in the South, um, for 250 years. So that's the gynocracy in a nutshell. I mean, we can get into the particulars, uh, but that's the gynocracy in a nutshell. Okay. Yeah, in fact, in fact, we're actually talking about this. In fact, the nation of Islam—it's not a patriarchy. It's actually a matriarchy because, mm. uh, because when the women in in, in uh, Islam in the East <clears throat> in other countries, if the woman if they get divorced, the children belong to the man. They stay with yep. the father. Okay. Sure. Here in the nation of Islam, woman breaks up with the man. She carries the children to the mm -hmm. next man. Nation of Islam is is very Christian like though. Um, to be honest, um, mm -hmm. if you compare it to like um, Orthodox um, Islamic religions, but mm -hmm. um, thank you for that, BGS. Mm -hmm. Did we miss one? Uh, there was someone else that was highlighted, Danny, before Dane. No, okay. I had highlighted him and then. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah. Staying in one, sp one topic spaces and growth is stagnation. Mm -hmm. um, you t focus is one thing. Topic space is another. OK, um, I don't see anybody talking about uh, mating patterns. OK, I don't see anybody mm -hmm. talking about um, uh, the spread of feminism and, and how the structure is causing it. I don't see anybody mm -hmm. talking about um, changing uh, family patterns, making it more fair for men. OK, I don't mm -hmm. see anybody talking about the structure Diving deeper, in yeah. essence, yeah. is what you're saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good point. Have they, have they even I, started I to be exploded? There's so much explored. more that we need to unpack relating to this topic. Mm -hmm. um, Laura Commander says, I started tuning in back in OH with Sergeant Willie P, Tommy on YouTube, and Alan Roger Curry on Blog Talk. The mm -hmm. conversation hasn't changed since then. Oh, yes, it has. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. right, me and Sergeant Willie Pete actually... Uh, locked horns right um uh, in mm -hmm. fact uh, um the one hand report used to be talked about kind of like in whispers right i actually brought it out and actually did analysis with it and actually mm -hmm. talked about the gynocracy the, the gynocracy is actually being used in colleges now okay a lot of stuff actually, terms are actually brought out actually being mm -hmm. used by professors in colleges okay so it has changed it has changed a lot well um and, and yeah i think that uh there is still work to be done like just mm -hmm. you know i just the 
comment that you replied to prior to this one, the fact that, you know, we need to dive deeper. Mm -hmm. I think if we challenge ourselves to have those deeper conversations and to do more research um, relating to, you know, uh, maybe something akin to like more analysis uh, on why we are where we are and why this uh, community is um, um, in the state that it's currently in, I think that that could be beneficial and that would also help us yeah, unearth yeah. some solutions or yeah. have more solution-focused conversation. Yeah, I just had uh, uh, a big discussion over the last couple of days with uh, Green Gorilla, who's a mm -hmm. PhD in philosophy, right? How does uh, Rousseau, Locke, and, um, and Hobbes uh, relate to how feminism started and the structure of our modern environment? especially when we talk about liberal societies, okay? That's not being had anyplace else except here, mm -hmm. especially amongst mm -hmm. black people, mm -hmm. by, by a black mm -hmm. PhD of philosophy. That doesn't happen anyplace else. In fact, the white manosphere doesn't have PhDs in its ranks, okay? Only mm -hmm. the black manosphere has that. So it's changed a lot. Yeah. Um, thank you, BGS. I completely agree. Um, Danny, what's your question? And then I'll ask mine afterwards. All right, BGS, it's time to take this conversation in a, uh -oh. a crazy direction. They need to get my belt off the hook? Or... Go ahead. You might need to. I might need a little kink today, just a little bit. Not Don't, don't make it hurt, though. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, as of late, um, you know, we've had a, a few... Um, men that have been accused of sexual assault, mm -hmm. um, one even convicted of sexual assault right. um, within this uh, sector. Mm -hmm. How do you think that that will negatively impact the manosphere overall? Um, uh, that's not the first time it's happened. Um, in fact, we had a content creator a few years ago that's part of 1.0 that was accused and I don't think he did time but he almost did time for uh, sexual assault a little bit more severe than that uh, of a minor as a matter of fact so uh, will it give it a dent yeah but it's not going to stop anything okay um, do you think that the manosphere because it seems to be a space divided especially when it comes down to certain issues like that. Mm -hmm. um, do you think that it should be a thing that's totally denounced by the manosphere? As far, uh, I think if it's assault and it can be proven, yeah, I think it should be denounced by anybody. Okay. Um, I don't think content creators should be hooking up with their subs personally. I think you should just mm, keep that separate. Really? Yes. So of an that's, that's just me personal. That's me personal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Because uh, mixing business and pleasure, uh, for some, for for most people, they can get away with it, right? Because it's not that that big a deal. But the thing is, a lot of people mm -hmm. can't, and people talk, and people have hard feelings, and that's going to come back to bite you, especially uh, in public. So mm -hmm. I I don't, you know me, I never I never really allowed it on my channels. If you want to hook up, do it behind the scenes. Get their emails. Do it off, off my, off of my platform. Okay. Don't bring that in here because I don't want that in here. If you're gonna do that, do it, do it uh, outside of the public, outside of the public eye. Um, That's a very interesting professional rule in 
a rule that that you have for you know a space where people are connecting on different mm -hmm. fronts and 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 in different degrees. Um, mm -hmm. Very interesting. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's just me. But the thing is, yeah, if you're gonna have um, if you're gonna have people mixing, you know, with this many people and these people hooking up and that kind of stuff, that stuff is gonna happen. Okay, mm -hmm. it happens in real yeah. life. It happens on the job. It happens oh, every yes. place. So mm -hmm. this space is no different than any place else. Yeah. Called human beings. Mm -hmm. mm. Absolutely. Um, so what? What do you? What? What was your take on the Glendon Cameron situation? I think Glendon Cameron was trying to provoke uh, people. He's trying to uh, titillate and incite people the way he said it. But the thing is, nothing he did was uh, illegal. Okay. And that's what it comes down to. You might think it's immoral compared to the way uh, you believe things ought to be. But the thing is, at the end of the day, uh, people can have their opinions. He didn't do anything wrong. Okay. In, in Georgia, you guys are in Georgia. Age of consent is 16. Uh, we just have Officer mm -hmm. Charles uh, um, talk about it. He said he'd been on several calls like that where you have a 25-year-old, mm -hmm. 30-year-old man dating a 16-year-old. Parents call in and want, want him arrested. How old is she? Sixteen. Yeah. yeah. We'll She's talk 16. about. But yeah. I, I, yeah. I guess like my thing with it is we'll mm -hmm. talk about legalities versus what's moral and what's not moral, and okay. you know, more morality is subjective. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Give, give give me give me the rule and 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 explain to me why it's moral. Okay. So if a man has sex with a 16 year old, mm -hmm. um, though it may not be against the law, some mm -hmm. people may consider that immoral. Why? Um, because uh, what we've been taught in um, what's been, been taught. passed. Now, wait, been wait a minute, but yeah. wait a minute. Also, mm -hmm. um, I would say that how sex destroys children or um, sexual assault destroys children and why they stop doing it in the first place. Okay. Um, I, you know, and I, I've, I've heard people mention, okay, well, they have these laws overseas and, mm -hmm. you know, it's like this overseas mm -hmm. and so it was never a moral thing. It was an mm -hmm. economic thing or mm -hmm. um, a life, um, uh, what, life expectancy type of thing. Mm, that um, life expectancy, no, but uh, go, go ahead, finish your thought. And it was one of those things to me, um, when you look at children who have um, been involved in sexual relationships or um, somebody has messed with them, mm -hmm. um, I think that that has had more of a long-term um, negative effect versus um, what's been positive about those experiences, um, especially within the United States. What do you okay. think about that? Um Number one, uh, what constitutes a child? At what age? Um, I think if a child is a uh, prepubescent, that's a child. That is considered a child. child. Right. Well, sixteen what, what, isn't. Sixteen is not. Uh, basically, what is? Uh, it, I just, I just actually uh, showed this to a guy last night on, on our our Immors channel. The federal uh, age of consent is still twelve years old where it's been that way it's the been that way federal age of, age of consent is still 12 years old states actually actually uh modified it because it's states mm -hmm. rights but federal age of consent is still 12 years old most of most of the world the age of consent is right around 15 16 years old in fact 
uh, in fact, 100% of the world, the, the age of consent is like, uh, I think Bahrain is the only one that's 21, but the age of consent is, is basically 15 or 16 years old. Can it go down to 13 or, or 12 in, in, in Nigeria? It can. But thing is, I was actually in um, Ghana like 10 years ago, right? And it was just changing age consent from 13 to 18. So I asked them, why did they actually change the age of consent? He said, so that the girls can actually finish high school instead of being wives. Had nothing to do with morality, had nothing to do with molestation, had everything to do with girls being able to finish high school. That was the reason they changed the age of consent. Whew. That's um. why. So, so morality is, in fact, I was just talking to Gigi. Morality is, is um, subjective. Depends you on your society, you where you are, and, and what you do. So if, if basically, if you want the age of consent to be 18, pass the law. But let me ask you, do you think that there should be some type of group morality? Although we're not um, a monolith on a lot of things, I think mm -hmm. there are things that most people do um, want, to ha want to have happen for them. Most people want a good life and a safe environment. Mm -hmm. um, when we talk about those environments being safe, mm -hmm. um, we don't talk about predators um, in that same breath um, to where it is a monolith. And I'm talking about with men and women. Um, even when you think about women and um, women's predatory behavior, of mm -hmm. course, that's never on display like it is for a man. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think about when it happens to boys and the effect on boys as they become older? I think that, uh, look at R. Kelly. He's one of them, right? Mm -hmm. I right. Think he got introduced when he was like six or seven years old. Um, and that stuff is not new. It's been around for thousands of years. Okay. Um, it's worse in urban environments where the, where the parents aren't home. Um, mm -hmm. uh, that's why come they made rules about uh, about sex be after puberty, because yeah. a girl is actually a woman when she actually has her first period. They, they don't want uh, girls willingly getting pregnant um, at thir yeah. 13, 14 years without a husband. So the, a lot of these rules actually pass for for a particular reason. It has nothing to do with morality. It's actually very based in practicality. So, I think that for me, but, when I but, think but, about but the United States is extremely safe. Okay. Go down to Mexico, go across the border to Mexico and try that, mm -hmm. okay? Do oh, you think this is bad? <laughs> I do okay. think that morality is like, you know, um, going to vary from in person to person. It is completely subjective. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. You know, I personally, and I had this discussion regarding the man who, 55-year-old um, man who married the 18-year-old girl. Okay. Um, you know, personally, for me, not not even the sense that he married her. My issue was the fact that he had a relationship with her as a godfather. And that's something where I come from that is taken very seriously. It's like secondary parents. Okay. So I looked at their relationship prior to, you know, when she was a young a little girl. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, um, I think that the thing is, as a community, we can't my, even my thing, come my, to my, my thing is, what does her mother say? Her mother. Oh, I'm talking about her. this. 
Wow. Yeah, we talked. I said, I said the only primary uh, onus is on her mom. Her Gosh. mom was a monster. The uh, disgusting things that she was saying about her daughter. The girl went to that man. She admitted because she didn't have stability. She has a young child. She was looking for, yearning for stability because of the unrest in her home based on her mom. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the greater burden was on her mom to me personally. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I just think that as a community, we can't come together on any front. Like we can't come together to even determine that black women and children deserve communal protection. So we certainly aren't going to come together to agree oh. to, you know, enforcing, you know, what some people find to be moral verse uh, regarding the age of my, consent. My, and what my, my, my thing is, who's in charge of society? Is it black men or black women? Mm. White males. No. Black women determine what goes on in black society. But you know, they always the, have. but the whole thing is black um, women can't force black men to um to police to police the community and police ensuring that they're policing they people sure and do. ensuring that they, people they sure under uh, under the age of 18 aren't having sex. But the whole problem sure is, is there hasn't been we, we used to do it. We used to do it in the South. But no, nobody has ever checked black women as it pertains to sexual assault no. um, or anything um, that in, in, in that realm, black women have gone unchecked for as long as we can remember. Mm -hmm. um, the problem is, is the cycles that all of this is creating. Um, we talk about a society to where we don't want hoes and we don't want pimps. Um, we don't want people running game. We don't want a whole lot of shit, but we perpetuate a lot mm -hmm. of that into society yeah. because a lot of it goes unchecked. So then when we talk about the morality arguments or the morality issues, if we're saying, okay, morality is subjective, um, you know, mm -hmm. it shouldn't really, it doesn't have to be group morality, then what message are what exactly what message are we sending to each other because who, a lot who, of these things are going unfair. who who raises the children who raises the boys women um, but bgs if you think about it, you're from mm -hmm. Cali. You know, mm -hmm. the only time when there was like in our lifetime or, or the, the time, you know, that we can recall, um, mm -hmm. When there was any sense of communal protection, it was black men who headed that. When the Black Panthers and in the seventies, when there was mm -hmm. communal protection, it wasn't uh -huh. black women who uh -huh. said, "We're we're we're appointing you to protect us." Yeah, it was what, black men that what, took, what led to, the what charge. Happened, what, what happened to the black men in the family? How did they how did they leave? <sighs> Are you going to use the yes. Monaghan, uh, the, the, the findings from the Monaghan? You, deci you decided, you, when black women decided it was more advantageous to go this way than that way. Okay. This this is the results. Okay. I, 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 was, I, want to, I was going to rebut go that. Go ahead. I don't no, want to because I, I, we no, have no, some very, some pressing questions that I want to get to. So okay. I'm going to let that go. But you can table it. But, but it's obvious. But it's obvious. Um, if COVID did nothing else, it made it obvious. Okay. It's obvious mm. what's going on. Uh, the fact that Kevin has opened up the dating pool, that makes it obvious. Mm. Okay. What's going on? You can compare yourself to uh, over the groups of women. They didn't make those choices, okay? Monaghan uh, couldn't understand why if, the, if he's giving more resources to black men, black women are still leaving their men. It didn't make any sense to him. That's like when he had this big paper because mm. it didn't make sense to him. He said, oh, if I give black men more resources, the black women should go with the men. They didn't, okay? They went the other oh, way. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. It yeah. didn't make sense to him. Um, 
Yeah, read the super chats, girl. Okay, we'll read the super chats and then I gotta get my question in there. Read them all. Go ahead. Okay, Dane C says, "Um, I like the new convos about investing, black male media ownership, black male career advancement, black male mental health. I'm not feeling that the convo has evolved beyond sex. Make Um, your own channel. What? what, what, Name, name the name the five things, the, the ten things I talked about on this channel today that had anything to do with sex." Mm. Anything. Well. Except except for the age of consent. Damn. Uh Eugene Steele says what started the manosphere? Was it the fact that the black you, men you, weren't you, allowed to no. have a voice in YouTube. YouTube gave them an independent voice. That's what started it. Okay. YouTube um, there's a space that, that couldn't be controlled by uh, main media and uh mm-hmm. mainstream media and in 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 feminists and black females. That's what started it. Good answer. Gabe A says nothing illegal. Exchanging sex. Wait, oh, he's saying nothing illegal. Exchanging sexual pictures with a fifteen-year-old is illegal, and it's child sex porn. If no you know, if is. you knowingly exchange pictures with a fifteen-year-old, it's illegal. You have to know that you're doing it. If you don't know her age, you don't knowingly exchange pictures. Mm-hmm. You know how? I don't know how old she is. Once you find out, then that's when you cross the line. Even the lead attorney said the same thing. Mm. knowingly um interesting mm-hmm. uh ghost 1090 says which manosphere content creator would you let date your daughter bgs hmm uh there's a couple um, <laughs> my daughter's in her 30s there's a couple um uh, uh j bones is one um uh uh basically um blacks and effects mr z he's another he's a cool dude mm-hmm. um um, there. I'm trying to think of uh, more. This, this if I had to pick out a man, what about Grinch to date my daughter? Nah, Grinch, nah, Grinch and her would kill each other. <laughs> if I had to pick out a man in this space to date my daughter, he's married, but if he was single, it would be more like a black wizard. Like, no, 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 black wizard, my daughter would run over him. So, no, oh, my daughter is, <laughs> wow. she, they would, yeah, they would be good, but um. <laughs> Okay, so what was the next one, Danny? Uh, Mr. No. Fantastic says, uh, so this is why y'all need daddies. He said, this ninja just said people can't F grown subs because he feels it's immoral, but 10, oh, but then turns around and says, well, that's morality, I not legality. I didn't say that. I didn't, I didn't say that. I didn't say it was immoral. I said, I said grown subs is, I didn't think it was a good idea. Because you're gonna because you make some business with pleasure and you just cause a lot of conflict. I said I don't do it. Okay. So I don't people listen to people hear what they want to hear. I, I didn't say that. Uh, is that it, Danny? Because I got my question ready. No, you got uh, it. Sun, Sun is hot raw says, Did I hear you say sixteen is not a child? So then you're wrong. Every human under the age of eighteen is considered a child. Now I think he said prepubescent. Sixteen yeah. is not prepubescent. Yes. Just because the age of consent in some places is sixteen doesn't mean they're adults. They're they're considered adults. Yes. They they they, they change they change it according to what they need in the in the environment in, in the uh Yeah, they do. In, but that's in, why in, I don't solely rely on the law. To be completely honest, I had a very 
very uh, intense discussion with my fiance about the girl who was dating the 50, who married the 55 year old man. Like I, so I don't solely rely on law because for me, and I'm talking about like in my circle, if I feel that you don't have your own moral conscience and you're only like allowing the law to lead what you do, it will Mm -hmm. and won't do. uh, That's a little, I I find that to be problematic. how, How do you, how do you manage 330 million people without a law? Well, I think that law is important. No, no, no. I'm saying I think that law is important, but I want mm. you to have your own moral compass yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Lord Commander says when people make decisions, they never know all consequences. The butterfly effect. One small change can create large consequences down the road. Good it point, uh, Lord Commander. Very, very it good. It can. Depending on the environment, it can. Black Wizard says, I wouldn't be anywhere near your daughter, BGS, not even in her vicinity. Actually, 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 Black Wizard, uh, my daughter is extremely bright. She has 140 IQ, okay? She's very talented. So is my grandson, okay? She get it from dad. Yeah, so she's um, extremely bright. Lucas and says, extreme, extreme, oh, and, and pretty too, on top of that, which is probably <laughs> why she got trolled. Because she's pretty. Mm-hmm. I, I figured it took me a while to figure it out. You did four videos on her, dude. Oh, I figured because you like her. That's why. Oh, mm. um, Lucas says legal age of consent across America will lower if white America needs access to younger wombs. He ain't lying. Um, two, mm-hmm. Moynihan report advocated for jobs and investments in black males. Um, that has never occurred. It, um, it, it partially occurred because the current commission actually gave. Uh, actually gave uh, affirmative action or what we call equal opportunity to black males. But thing is, the Gucci-footed boots actually crossed over the line of oppression and took most of them. That's what happened. Mm. Okay. But that's a different story. That's a different show. Mm. Uh, Andrew Wilkins says, Rose, it's true. Most black women today don't even want to be married to a black man, let alone in a lifelong monogamous relationship with one. Black women been feeling like this. this yeah, they new. have. In fact, uh, uh, I actually suggest a book, uh, uh, Black Women, uh, Black Love, right? Because she actually mm-hmm. said that. She said she, they should be able to go from man to man to man mm. until they find one they like. So, mm. I think a lot of people feel like ser- that. Serial monogamous. Uh, a lot of people feel like that. Yeah. Um, there I said it says, as the black sphere grows, meetups and black men first ideas spread. What response from extreme feminists can we expect politically or socially and or socially? Uh, they, okay, uh, what, what's, okay, what's going on? And this is probably, I actually did a video on this. In fact, it was on Shannon uh, Raw's show. I actually did like a 20-minute segment on it. And uh, what really is happening is that uh, second-wave feminism, as they mapped it out, doesn't work, right? Because you, women are actually going against their biology. Women are not designed to be breadwinners okay and they're designing women in the society to be breadwinners okay that stuff doesn't mix with their biology and that's the problem that they're having okay they uh, uh breadwomen women are actually looking for guys that make more money than them that mm-hmm. doesn't work if they put you in a man's position and so mm-hmm. if women are not willing to accept their position as breadwinner as 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 the lead of the family then it's not going to work that's what's going to happen interesting uh, Black Wizard said he didn't mean intellect. He meant demeanor. <laughs> he said, I, I sniffed that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she would run over you back then. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't attach her to her. He said her octane would be. Actually, well, you, I think Black Wizard, I think you're a 92 Black Wizard. You're a STEM guy. I think you are. Um, she's uh, she's not 100 octane. Um, 
her mother thought she was, you know, <laughs> at, at the time when she was young, because uh, mm -hmm. my her her mother actually dated rappers and and those kind of guys. So, yo, baby, mama was. dated rappers. Uh, yeah, yeah. In fact, uh, what was yo, his? Baby, uh, uh, I think she. I think. I think. Uh, I think she dated one of the guys in the in the Gap band, if I'm not mistaken, back in the. Day. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's, oh, yeah. There's a there's there's I a whole the Gap band. Yeah, there's a whole story on that side of the family. That I'm not even going to go into. You got into it with the Gap band, BG? <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't. No, no, no. She was she was she was like 18, 19 when she when she dated them. But oh, things, yeah. She was she 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 could have she could have she could have crossed over in 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 uh and been in that world. So yeah, she could have. She was pretty enough. So. All right. Well, I have a question for you. I want to know. So to be completely honest with you, mm -hmm. I think that um, we are one of the most creative. We are the most creative duo as it relates to women in the space. Yes. Uh, we have a lot of creativity. We've invited people in the space and have people from all walks of life, from porn stars to uh, mm -hmm. women who are, you know, into um, legal prostitution to, mm -hmm. um, you know, comedians to like, we've had some of everybody on our show mm -hmm. and yet we don't receive the support and recognition that other women in the space do. And mm -hmm. I want to know if you can tell me your thoughts on why you think that might be. You really want to know? Yeah, I want to know. Okay. Oh, All let right. me let me uh, take my hearing aid out for this one. Let me sit up. <laughs> a lot of guys are purple pill, and a lot of guys uh, follow certain women because they're sexually attracted to these women. Oh. And uh, I called them. We said we said MGTOW. They say you one one blow job away, and a lot of guys are attracted to what they call. Uh, actually sexually attracted to, to these women. That's why they follow. Like mm. we call this certain people a uh, Miss Sideboob. But the thing is, I have no problem with it. If she's got a nice voice, she's got a nice appearance, and guys that are actually attracted to her, they're going to follow her. That's their nature. That's what I happens. And you, and, you guys, and you guys are a little bit more. You guys have, one, you guys have mates. You're mm -hmm. married. You got your mate. So that mm -hmm. takes you off the, off the market. Mm-hmm. As far oh, as you uh, think concrete system. should show a little bit more side boob? <laughs> no, no, I think, not, I think, I think, I think you, you guys came in with men, okay? You are mm -hmm. came in taken, right? And the women that are taken don't get the same kind of support that women that are not taken in this right. space. So, yeah. and plus, and plus, you got you guys talk about real stuff. You guys don't necessarily stroke the male ego. Yes, now that I stuff. think that that's now I I knew that yeah. that was part of the reason, but I didn't yeah. factor in the fact that you know oh. men you know if there's like you know if you show a little more if we maybe go live and I have low coat I, shirts and I, all I'm that. Not, I'm not I'm not I'm not <laughs> saying time, that, that I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying that what what <laughs> these women are talking thing. about are not are not uh, um, actually accurate or productive or meaningful. I'm not saying that, but the thing is that sexual attraction right. component does play a, play a factor. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. Look! Look at uh, um, if I was twenty, I'd be camming up. You know, be in the gym, camming up, making more money. Okay, I because figured. sexual attraction actually matters in in this space. This this space is actually uh, uh, about entertainment. Okay, entertainment and and attraction. And if you have the 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 face and the body to actually attract people and make more money, God bless you. Use it. You know, concrete. Okay. We got to get you some of them Bicky bras, baby. With baby, the I don't need them, but um, oh, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> it, 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 uh, it, it does work. 
Concrete, girl. Interesting. Better make us some liners. Yeah, okay. I mean, I mean, I'm not telling you guys something you don't already know. You see it. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. That makes sense. Like I said, sometimes um, just hearing a different perspective kind mm -hmm. of brings the, you brought it to the forefront. I did. That's not something that I necessarily was thinking about. I know the fact that like people feel like we straddle the fence, like we are too middle of the road. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we we are like you know pro man on some subjects, but then on some subjects we like nah, y'all ain't about to do the sisters like that. So I think that you know people find that to be problematic we're not like 100% pick me and the thing is we get called pick me's we also mm. get called feminists like mm -hmm. if you had to say that we lean towards one side or the other which would you say hmm I think you pro, a little bit you know, you're a pro male I would say that uh, if, you had to, if I had to make a decision which way you guys actually lean it's probably close to being pro male I would consider um, myself more pro male than um, certainly yeah. feminist. I think like, both of you guys are. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. D Danny too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We, we, the thing is, we're not unscathed. We were literally. We went to public school. We're raised in a feminist society. So yeah. yes, there's a lot of conditioning that we are like working to undo, and yeah. I I can admit that. Yeah, and you guys talk about real topics, so that kind of uh, uh, tamps down the, your your market. So yeah, I mean, I ask me how I know. I piss a lot of people off. Yeah, yeah I know you do. <laughs> I just wanted to ask. Um, let me read a few super chats and then Danny, I'll let you hop in with your next one. Gaston's World says, uh, the growth of this space is inevitable. Black men are learning their value and making decisions for themselves as opposed to media influences. The black women who get on board win. Those who don't die alone. Darwinism. That's Thank true. you, Gaston. I appreciate the support, bro. Uh, Lord Commander says, oh, yeah, Jessica, Denisha, and Denisha. Six have those boys sipping in the manosphere. Yes, they do. Um, LOL, Six be thirst trapping those yes, boys, too. I just laugh. Yes, um, yeah, do, I wouldn't yeah. even be permitted to do that if I wanted yes. to, but I don't. But I'm, I'm, not, I'm not mad at them, so it yeah. is what it is. Yeah, make your money, Six. Make I your money. Yeah. Um, this super chat is for well, the abuela. abuela. Okay, is that the grandma? So, I'm abuela. Okay. Oh, that's grandma. So look, yeah. but Jessica doesn't like she don't cam up personally. I mean, she you know she is attractive. But she, so but I, she, but she has a nice soothing voice. This yeah, this oh yeah. yeah, the accent, yeah. the nice. The yeah, I'm loud as heck, so yeah, I can't get around that. Yeah, but okay. So Danny, you want to go next with your question, and then I'll follow up. Sure. Um, BGS, what has your um, views and teachings of red pill and black pill, um, how has that impacted your children and your grandchildren? Um, I, I had these views way before I got to the space. So um, um, I would say uh, my, my, my girls, especially, they're way more... Um, uh practical they're way more um logical um uh they're more not no nonsense uh the thing is is that uh if i had to do it all we're gonna ask probably pick a different mother for him because the mother has actually, in this society has more influence than, than the father actually does especially in black society um it's been proven who the mother is is probably way more important than who the father is mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. this society Ooh. yeah 
that's a good point. Does that mean that men should be be, be um, more um, concerned about who they mate with yes. than women should be? Yes, yes, mm. yes, yes. Mm. They've proven uh, the, the success of the child is probably uh, as much or more determined by the, by the mother that you pick than the father, okay? If you pick a mother that's a tiger mom, that kid's going to be successful. And mm -hmm. in black society, it's probably even more important because women do run this society. And who her family is, uh, is probably more important. Uh, 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 if you ever heard uh, Black Oodle, uh, who's a uh, CPA, right? And with his own firm. Uh, oh, yeah. His girls are actually a product of who he picked as a mother. Mm -hmm. uh, I know who Black, Black Oodle is. He's who? Um, something else. <laughs> Black Wizard says, <laughs> Nobby DS. They lean more to women. You should hear when they have female guests on. LOL, I said it. You know what, Black Wizard? I don't think that we lean more to women, but I do have to admit, like, I can admit this. We are more protective of the women when we have them on. Because number oh, one, it's not me. extremely, because it's hard to get women to be comfortable in this space. And a lot of the women that we've had that are not from this space have been guests that I've invited. So I don't mm -hmm. want to fracture a business relationship. If I'm inviting somebody who is, you know, into... um prostitution like i don't want her being subjected to being disrespected oh, yeah. in this space yeah. she's admitted i mean she's literally speaking her truth she's open honest willing to do the interview and sit down and talk to us i'm going to be very protective of yeah, her and ensure she that be. she's not disrespected yeah she so, should be no that's what they see and they'll be like y'all y'all you, you know, know what, though, but yeah. where i feel like we're like that with most guests that we have on mm -hmm. unless they're very familiar with the space yeah, but we um, haven't really had as many business. men. Yeah, you're right, yeah. Danny. But this is business relationships, so um, you don't want to come true. and have people come up to your space and everybody's going in on them, no. and they're yeah, sitting like, with Paco. Yeah, girl, yeah. Mm -hmm. like, and I cringe. You know, it kind of makes you cringe at the thought because it's like, damn. Danny always asks, as soon as we have a guest on, she'd be like, did she tell y'all how this space is? Because like, there's a concern, like we don't want them walking in blind and we don't want them being attacked on the show. So I yeah. will be caping for any guests yes. that we have yeah. on because I'm just not tolerating the, the You should, you should protect yeah. your guests. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're your guests but, for a reason. Exactly. I do have a question for you, BGS. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't know if you know this. I think I've told you a time or two, but mm -hmm. um, for me, like I've always held you in high regard. Okay. Um, for like you remind me a whole lot of my fiance. That, like oh, y'all okay. have a lot of similarities, y'all personalities. He's extremely wise and just very well rounded, very well read, and just mm -hmm. you know he has a wealth of knowledge. So mm. aside from that, just the fact that. Um, you are have always been respectful with myself and with Danny and anybody that I really see you interacting with. Mm -hmm. You will come with the facts. You just I don't know. Um, I, I appreciate the way that you, I, I appreciate your delivery and the way that you operate. Oh, so it was it meant something, you know, for me when you were like encouraging us to start the mm -hmm. channel and yada, yada, yada. But then after we started the channel sometime after that, I saw you withdraw your support and I wanted to know. If oh, you OK. Tell us why. No, basically um, what it was is people from well, my crew was actually attacking you guys. For if I mm -hmm. shared your video, yeah. they actually attacked you guys. Every so time. And it was yeah. so yeah, weird. Daddy yeah. was going yeah. beefing with a lot of them. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, so yeah. I said, said better for me actually uh, uh, 
stop sharing the video so you, you guys you didn't get attacked that uh as consistently that's why i stopped yeah even if i comment you in your chat today they all over me so yeah I, yeah i, I yeah, watch they, but i don't comment too often yeah yeah that's why i stopped it had nothing to do with you guys so let me ask you a question you know we've seen um angry man make some videos about you as far mm -hmm. as the political stuff mm -hmm. um how has um all those things impacted y'all's relationship uh okay um it, we kind of squashed it behind the scenes but then kind of like um kind of uh gave each other space for lack of a better term mm -hmm. because uh um when it comes to politics, that's an emotional. He doesn't handle it that well, in my opinion. So it's best for me not to say anything directly. Gotcha. So, and the one time we did, it kind of blew up. Okay, so I said, this is not the thing to do. So I, I so I don't interact, especially with politics, uh, with with certain people. You know, if you can't handle it, then I just don't do it. Especially if you're my friend. Okay, if I don't like you, it doesn't matter. Okay, if I don't like you, I'll go in on you. But the thing is, if you're my friend, hey. Why uh, jeopardize a friendship or a relationship over something that doesn't matter, you know, mm -hmm. especially online? It doesn't matter. I have my opinion. You have yours. I have to talk to you about it because it's not going to go well. So that's why that's, that's what that was about. So we squashed it behind the scenes. He took it way more personally than he should have. Gotcha. Um, in my opinion. So, you know, okay. So now we're seeing an uprise of conservative conservatism mm. am i saying that right mm. yeah conservatism yeah. thank you uh -huh. mr curling so sweet okay so we're seeing an uprise of conservatism in the space um you're known as a democrat and mostly most older even though i'm not but yeah even <laughs> though you're not mm -hmm. um how do you see uh, the Democrats and um, Republicans affecting the space? And do you think that black men in total are going to lean toward conservatism at some point as a whole? I think uh, I think the whole blow up with uh, Democrat versus Republican, especially in 2020, was a, a referendum on black women because black women actually leading the charge. So mm. basically that was a referendum on black women. Uh, rather than um, politics. So it got emotional because of that reason, in my opinion. Makes sense. Yeah, it absolutely did. It got very emotional. Um, when they talk about old people versus young people in the space, mm -hmm. do you feel like that gap is ever going to be bridged or is it going to be everybody literally going their own way? Um basically they're here listening to people like me because they want to know and they don't so it's already bridged mm. otherwise i wouldn't point. i wouldn't have uh uh 18 17 18 19 year olds listening to me they want to mm. know or or That's like somebody point. like a uh, green gorilla or dr Johnson. they're in their uh, late 40s and 50s okay mm. why are they here listening to us I think they do know that, you know, um, that we and, you know, people who are over middle age have mm -hmm. like the life experience and that they can pull from. And I think that it's wise for them to listen and, mm -hmm. you know, take note of what's being said, because that can prevent them from making some of the mistakes that we've seen and or made. Yes. Um, 
I do have a question for you. So you once said that recently you said that black men and black women never really liked each other. And I want to know if you can elaborate on that. You talked about you went back to like slavery and the um, Mm -hmm. inception of us being kidnapped and enslaved and brought to this country. No, we were sold. We weren't weren't kidnapped. We were sold. Well, I I have a difference of opinion when it relates to that. But they, they, they have admitted it. Okay. okay, I think that I, I understand that there is um, that there were Africans who sold Ooh, uh, the whole uh, trade. They, they're yeah, still they're yeah. still selling each other. But nonetheless, if you sell someone into sex trafficking, the the sec the person who is purchasing them is still kidnapping them against their will. We were well, I'll say we were brought here against our will. Let me just say yeah, that. of course, yeah, so, of course. Um, but what did you? Can you elaborate on that point that we never really like we were forced or not we were put together to make in order to you know produce, produce, produce a people. resource, produce, yeah. produce people. Yeah, in yes. fact, uh, that's why I suggest the book. Uh, 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 Black Women, Black Love by Diane Stewart, right? Mm-hmm. She actually actually goes through the, all of that, right? After emancipation, they try to force you back into a pattern that was more conducive to what, what uh, Europeans are actually about, right? You couldn't because you never, you know, the bucks and the women never got together like that. You didn't have that kind of pattern, okay? There was no nuclear family. There was no family structure, right? So they try to force black people into it. And basically, uh, you didn't get black people to actually women to actually work all those details out. You actually forced them into Jim Crow, okay? More mm-hmm. stress under the system. So b- black people actually forced together by need, okay? Uh, black men could didn't have any other partners other than black women. And black women needed the labor that black men provided. So they were actually forced together. And Fraser said that the Relationship between black men and black women are actually um, um, relationships of convenience. We had we had to be together with each other, and as soon as they didn't have to, guess what happened? Zip. They actually they, the split. That's where Monahan scissors came from. As soon as black women found a way to actually not be with black men or under the control of black men, they split. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, going back to. Uh, when I really got peeped, this was actually, uh, um, what is it, the Philadelphia Negro by um, W. Du Bois, right, in 1890, right, mm-hmm. where black women had had domestic jobs and other kind of jobs in the city that they could do, right. Men didn't necessarily, couldn't necessarily have these jobs, right. So they would get married, they have a kid, the guy couldn't find work, and they boot the husband. Just boot him out. Go find him another man. And this has been going on for a very long time. So they they have never been loyal to a family structure the way that the Europeans set it out, the way that well, most of the world actually sets out a, a family structure. It's never been that way. Um, uh, thank you for you know elaborating on that point. Mm-hmm. I did see the the comment that Danny just highlighted. I wanted mm-hmm. to want to say that um, definitely no bait questions. We're very familiar no, no. with BGS. No, we no, know yeah. we can't bait him if if we if we wanted to. I mm-hmm. appreciate his honesty. We're mm-hmm. we're asking questions that you know inquiring minds, including us, would it's, like to know. Mean, it's just you ever. You ever think that they be trying to give us like too much power? Like, oh, look at where yeah, they always do. It's like, oh God, shut up. <laughs> I, I, I still got the belt on the on the hook right there. Just yes, and we know who BGS is. We can't bait him if he wanted to. We know who we dealing with. Right, well, hush, boy. Um, my question to you is, um, 
Oh, I just lost it. Uh, oh, if you retired from the mental sphere today, mm-hmm. who would you leave as your successor? Oh, I like it. That's a good question. Um, oh, that's a good question. Um, it would probably be Dr. Johnson if I could, um, because he's uh, he's caring. He loves black, you know, loves black men as a whole, black males as a whole. Uh, he's smart. He's intelligent. He's dedicated. Uh, he'd probably be the one I would leave it to, if I could. Okay. That'd be my my well, first choice. Okay. okay. Let me ask you this: um, mm-hmm. Is there any part of the current state of the black community that the black male is responsible for? We know oh, and understand, lie. and I admit that there's a whole lot that the black woman is responsible for, mm-hmm. and uh, she has a huge part to play in the current state of the um, black community. But mm-hmm. I want to know what you think about uh, my question. Um, uh, I think black males probably need to be more pragmatic about their women and say do what's necessary if you need to sue them sue them you need to go get your uh, kids and take them away from women that are not responsible do it uh, uh don't ne- necessarily just tuck your tail and follow all the time okay you're gonna have to sooner or later you have to stand up and search yourself in, the, in this uh in this society and most m- most guys follow the lead of their women Unfortunately, you got to shake off all this old uh, uh, training and uh, do what's best for you and do what's best for your health, for your sons. In my opinion, there's a lot of things that black guys need to do. They need to stop following their dick all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Stop trying to uh, uh, get your uh, your male validation from a woman's coochie. Do it, do it doing something else. Be more pragmatic. Uh, there's, mm-hmm. a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a whole list of things. Uh, uh, okay. Stop running from education. Don't listen to people like that, right? Go get mm-hmm. your education. Go get your skills up. Um, um, stop, uh, like I say, stop seeking validation from, from black females. I think we do that way too much. And I think we need to be have a more independent voice. Don't be afraid to actually go outside the box. You know, you need to go overseas, go overseas. If you need to uh, get away from your mom, get away from your mom. If you need to date out, date out. Whatever you need to do to make yourself better, I think you need to do that. I don't, I don't think black men love themselves enough. I, in fact, I know they don't love themselves enough. Mm. That's the problem I see. Mm. Good stuff. I love that answer. Uh, go ahead, Danny. Sorry. Um. Okay. So, Concrete, I actually thought you had a question. I, I have one more. Yeah, I do. My last question. Okay. Um, BGS, I want to know from you, do Mm -hmm. you think that good black women exist? And if yes, what percentage of the population would you say are good black women? I'm talking about African-American women, of course. Okay. Uh, You want me to define it or you want to define it? Um, Well, when we talk about it, no, you can define it because my definition may not be the same as yours. I would say good black women that are uh, for their men, helpful to their men, is probably like 20%. Mm. oh wow oh wow so not yeah, enough women most, to go around most most at black all. women are see uh, more mostly uh in it for themselves and that's the problem that we're having you see that reflected in their boys especially mm. um, otherwise you wouldn't have these problems they're in it for themselves i think it's like 20 percent, maybe or probably what i call good black women mm. okay this is not enough no absolutely not and the concrete yeah. that means i'm in the one percent <laughs> <laughs> Listen, 
saying Dusty Shackleford talking about some point zero 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 one percent. Y'all hard on the black woman. You hear me? Jeez. I mean, I mean, what the, the thing is, do look look at the state of black males. Look at the state of the black community and black men are actually running this stuff. What do you, what would you think? Um, look at the black family. I would say my number would be close to yours. I was going to say maybe 30%. And I know I'm being generous mm -hmm. um, with the 30%. Very. <laughs> I know. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hard on the sisters, boy. No, hard on no it's not hard. It's, it's, That's it's just a, one of my it's favorite accurate. sayings. I like yeah. to say that whenever yeah. black women yeah. are being chastised. Yes. Unicorn Keisha. <laughs> Oh Thank you, Death Racer, for sending that to me. I really Ooh. appreciate that. Um, yeah. Um, BGS, who give me your top five YouTubers that you watch? Who's one of top five? Top five. Um okay, I always watch my PhDs. I'm gonna leave them out. Um Okay. I watch uh I watch Roger. I watch um I watch. I watch Roger. I watch Kevin. Um, okay. I'm trying to think. I watch a lot of people. Who's my top five? Um, trying to leave, leave out my crew because I always watch. What about them. a woman? What woman YouTuber do you watch? Like, you know, I would probably, if it's a woman, probably you guys more than anybody else. Um, oh, wow. Uh, I'm surprised to hear that. No, I mean, I do. I keep track of you guys. Um, a woman. I don't know. I wasn't surprised to hear that concrete. I, I'm like, shit, what else you're doing? Listen, no. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, you I, I expected him to say Kendra. I, I, oh, I, Kendra, if it's a woman, Kendra will probably be my second choice behind right. you guys. Yeah. Um, top five. That's a good question. Um, because I don't just listen to black YouTube all the time. I, I, I do tech. Um, um, there's one guy I watch all the time. He actually uh, does streams. It's he's called uh, How It All Works. I'm trying to remember his name. Kent, Kent, uh, uh, Kirk Nugent. I watch him all the time. Um, YouTubers. Uh, uh, Edward. I watch all the time. He's one of my favorite. Yeah, Edward is good. But he's part of my crew though, so I'm trying to leave out my crew. Oh, um, Edward's Edward one of your favorites. As much as he on Oh, he, he's, 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 he started on my channel. Course, oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, he's starting to call. He talks so much. Well, you need to go get your own channel, okay? Talk to Man, much, listen, right? he you never run out of stuff to say. No, in fact, we're gonna call, start calling him Hurricane don't even here. Come on our channel anymore. He'd be like, they're not having the conversation. I just think he'd be hungry and shit, and you know, yeah. he'd be needing a, a good meal and some act right, and he'll get somewhere and sit down real quick. But that's just me. That's yeah, uh, yeah. Well, Pink Book is actually regurgitating a lot of stuff that we talk about, where Kendra mm -hmm. actually uh, explores uh, her own stuff. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, have, have you I seen? Have you Pink you've been book. witnessing um, Kendra blow up as of late? I told like, her. She, I yeah, told her she. Wow. This this if you can't if Kendra can't blow up in this environment, she can't blow up. Okay. Kendra is doing her thing. And I yeah. always Yay. thought Kendra had good content. To be completely mm -hmm. honest, interestingly enough, my fiance really came or recently came across her channel. He listens to um YouTubers, but I mean YouTube, mm -hmm. black YouTube, but he's 
he's a revolutionary. So mm -hmm. um, he he was listening to her and I was walking down the stairs and I'm like, what you doing listening to that channel? And he's like, oh, she just came across my uh, for you or his page. And um, that's when I started like going back and listening to some of her content because I hadn't listened to it in quite a while. But Kendra has some good content. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think she um, really, really gets it right um, on a lot of things. It, but it would be good to see some more channels um, like hers blow up uh, mm -hmm. throughout the space, too. Um, mm -hmm. Shout out to uh, Lady Mocha. Um, she's actually pretty good, too. Um, I don't think she gets enough recognition either, but she's uh, a channel that I sometimes frequent. And she, I think she has really good content, but yeah um bgs are you willing to stay around for our follow-up show because we like to do a regular show mm -hmm. to get our interview out the way okay so these uh people won't try to ruin it okay because mm -hmm. they tend to <laughs> yes um so we wanted to do a follow-up show and um yeah um, and they'll so, be able to come it'll be open panel so they can come yeah, up and ask they questions can, they can ask questions yeah. i just don't want any screaming but yeah they can ask questions. yeah we ain't have we ain't having none of that no, okay. none of it yes um shout out to andrew oh god uh wilkins he says good black women percent to me maybe seven percent when you factor ones who are fit to be mothers mm. trustworthy mm. and accept they're supposed to worship their man <laughs> not god Ooh, well you talking about black woman worshiping a man that's not gonna happen you might as well lower to um, like zero if y'all y'all okay. trying to get women to worship y'all like i worship curlin and i understand <laughs> that that really really hard nah, i don't know if that's worship but we will we, we uh, it's called cooperation called cooperation that's what you get mm -hmm. worship cooperation uh, do you right. know that's my boo mm -hmm. so, okay all right i'm i'm not afraid to say it i'm oh, not ashamed okay. of it okay well then mm -hmm. you in the one percent then I, I tried to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> then you are truly in the one percent. If that's I the case, I'm trying to tell y'all I am, but you know it is. Uh, one day I'm gonna write a book about it. But other than that, um, thank you, BGS. We are getting ready to come back. So yeah. if you do have any questions or comments that you have for BGS, please We're come through. Please don't hide behind statements and talk shit in other. He's up here and he's Absolutely. ready. So, Just remember that you will have to be respectful, and that's, that's for the chat and, and anyone. Remember, who, remember, uh, I got forty thousand followers, and I can't go to my channel and talk shit about you too. <laughs> and I don't have to be nice. Just so you know. Oh gosh. So you come in, you come in crazy. I could take that clip and basically, you know, go in on you with forty thousand. I get a whole lot of people watching too. They like they love drama. Sure do. Mm. Mm. Okay, um, so um, thank you guys for tuning in. We will be back in about five to ten, if that. So stay tuned. We are out. Peace.